Previously on Attack of the Killer Podcast. This is where you would show the... You would do a clip of what came... What? What? No no, re, no recap clip? No? None? Really? Gonna leave me hanging. Fine. It's the best of 2018 Part 2 Attack of the Killer Podcast Revenge on this episode of Attack of the Killer Podcast. <laughs> And welcome, one and all, to Attack of the Killer Podcast. This is our part two of the best of 2018. The first one went on so long, we had to make it two, two, two episodes. Two episodes in one. And so, before we did ten through six, now we're going to cover our five to one of the best of 2018. I know you guys are all chomping at the bits to get going on this, but before we do, got to got to mention a few things if you want to help support the show uh, you can support the show at patreon.com backslash aotkp get tons of awesome amazing extra bonus content for being a patreon supporter we love making this bonus content and we want to keep making it but uh, there's no sense in making it if nobody's going to watch it so so help support the show um, pick the tier that best suits you and be a patreon supporter today also, Attack of the Killer Podcast has a sponsor. That sponsor is Shudder. Shudder, if you don't know what it is yet, where have you been? Uh, Shudder is the Joe Bob Briggs channel. Because it's all Joe Bob Briggs now. That's all I go there for. Oh. I'm just kidding. Uh, it's like the coolest. It is Netflix for horror fans. It's amazing. It's awesome. And you can check it out free for a month on us. Aww. We'll give you a free month. That's because we love you guys. How long? A month. 30 days. Oh. No, a month. Oh. <laughs> And you can get that free month by going to shutter.com backslash podcast and type in the promo code AOTKP to get your first free month of Shutter. Shutter. What a swell deal. Last thing I want to mention, too, is the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, our very own podcast network. Oh, damn, that's we, cool. We did it. Yeah. We took the cow into town, came home with a bunch of beans, and and our wife was like, fucking beans for a cow. She threw those beans out the window, and it grew into a beautiful podcast network. Oh, you saved it. That was good. With, <laughs> with the giants of Attack of the Killer podcast That's at the right. top of the vine. But there's not just us. There's many other fabulous shows on the network. What do we got, like 13 now <coughs> altogether? 47 different shows. Just kidding. What? 12. Oh, it's 12 counting us? Yep. Okay, 12 counting us on the network, so check it out. Um, check it out at uh, thepfpn.com. I got it. And now, 
it's time to introduce you to the podcast crew. He didn't watch that movie about a, the prehistoric shark named Meg because he thought it was the Meg Ryan story. Andy Wassum, everybody. <laughs> Hello. Huh? Nice. Nice. He's so passive that during the first purge, all he all he could do is tear the do not remove tag off of his mattress. Jason Bollinger. <laughs> yeah, that took all night to do. I was scared. Hey, what's up, everybody? Happy New Year. Tonight, his outfit makes the bikers and Mandy look like church clothes. Tad good, everybody. <laughs> yeah, because I'm wearing my birthday suit. Oh, shit. As visual as a horror movie in and of itself. <laughs> as straight from his sexy girls live videos, our very special guest, Dustin Neal. <laughs> yeah, top 50, maybe? I don't top know. Top 50! You got this! You can do it! <laughs> Alright, so let's turn it over to Tad. Alright, we're back with another new episode, and just like last episode, we're going to do a sort of special segment for what we watched. We're going to go around and sort of discuss movies that didn't quite make our top list, but we really enjoyed watching. We all watched a ton of new horror movies this year, tons of great releases, they can't all make our top ten, so let's sort of talk about what what we liked, and I'm going to go with Jason first. I knew it. So, my first... So, did anyone watch, um, or is, is, uh, uh, shit, The House That Jack Built on anyone's list? I was going to ask the same thing. No? It was on my top 20. Sweet! Okay, talk about it. It didn't make my list, but goddamn, I love this movie. Same here. Didn't make my list either, but, and I would, you would think me a two and a half hour (laughs) Von Trier movie. (laughs) <laughs> would not uh, hold my attention, but holy balls, yeah, it's freaking awesome. Yeah, so that's I guess it. So that's it. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's uh, let me see. Oh, it's just yeah, you, me, and Dustin saw it. Oh, okay, I, I saw it too. Oh, it's not highlighted. My bad. Um, yeah, I, I've been waiting for it. I've been hearing some crazy things, and I just um. I really, really enjoyed it. It wasn't necessarily what I thought it was going to be, but I still dug it. I mean, what was the big hubbub about this movie? Like, it was like trying to get pulled from theaters, and people were like boycotting it for what exactly? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think we can all sit I mean, here I, and be like, I know the we've thing seen, that was we've the seen, most. We've oh, seen yeah, worse. Yeah. We've seen more intense stuff than this. But, oh, yeah. With that said, this is a freaking. It's got some heavy-duty stuff in it. There's I a think. couple oh, yeah. things that are like, whoa, pushing it. Yeah. Obviously. Well, I, I think I think most of it's probably the violence towards the children. Yeah. Mm. I'm more more over the animals, but not so much the children. Mm. I'm trying I, to remember what he did to animals. Did um, I, I watched it on Amazon. I actually just rented it off of there, and I, I'm guessing that's the rated version. Did you guys happen to watch the uh, unrated version? Is it any different? I, Is it? I don't know. I don't think that the unrated version is available. 
It uh, was available in theaters uh, for one night only. For theaters, yeah. And that's okay. not what uh, we saw. Either. So that's not what we saw? Holy nope. shit. Yeah. Right. The unrated one is what got it in a lot of heat because, not for the content, but because they released it without MPAA um, approving uh, it. They, I mean, it was unrated literally. Like, they didn't see that cut, and then they released it in theaters, and that really pissed them off. So they're, you know, putting their foot down and saying, you know, you can't do that. And whoa, so whoa. that that has been pushed back to maybe June or something or April of this year. I don't remember. Maybe April. Wait a freaking second. When did the MPAA get that kind of freaking... I know they they have a lot of control, but they can't do that. There's been movies... There's been dozens of movies over the over the past several decades that have been re- released unrated, unrated and theatrically, so... Why all I, think, this, I don't, I don't know. The, doesn't it, Day of the Dead come to mind? Didn't uh, Ramiro release Day of the Dead unrated? I don't know about Day, but Dawn was unrated. Dawn was unrated. Henry Portrait of the Serial Killer was released unrated. Um, I know I could think of more, but I'm not going to sit here and think of it. Um, so, yeah, why all of a sudden now? Must be some kind of new regulations, or because it went wide, or I don't know how... Yeah, I didn't they did really it. read into <laughs> the why is it because that's on the that's on the theater owners whether or not they want to show an unrated movie and most maybe, of the times they don't they don't want maybe to. the way it was distributed like they used uh, traditional channels to distribute it and uh, you aren't supposed to do that without MPAA approval or something. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't seem right to me. But in the end. Their um, protest of it got it way more attention than it would have normally. You know, it was the headline for like a week straight because of their gripe. So, thanks for the free promo, I guess. Yeah, yeah. no such thing as bad press. Good point. Right. Good point. The PAA has that effect a lot. The more it yells, the more attention it actually gives. Yeah, well, it's like that anytime. Like I've never understood. Again, we grew up in the '80s, so like I never understood. Why, you know, parent groups would, like, protest a movie, like Silent Night, Deadly Night. You know, granted, it hurt its theatrical one because it did get pulled from theaters. But if that movie would have just played theatrically, it probably would have been forgotten about today. But now it's like a cult classic film. And I believe 75% of that is due to all the bad press it got in the 80s. Like, if you don't like something, one, don't watch it. And two, leave it to hell alone, because it'll probably just go away on its own. You put a parental advisory sticker on an album, your kid just wants to buy it more. It's forbidden fruit. Mm-hmm. You know, <coughs> that kind of shit never works as far as, like, you know, trying to ban a film or music or whatever. It only increases the demand. Well, but anyway, anyway I thought Matt movie, Dillon did a great job. I really enjoyed his performance. I haven't seen him on screen in a while, and I thought he was fantastic. Yeah, he was awesome. And yeah, I, this one, this one sort of stuck to me, and I I was sort of putting it off just because of the the runtime, you know. Yep. And uh, when I finally did get around to watching, it did not feel like two and a half hours. Yeah, when Tina and I got done, she's like, "This is the one that was two and a half hours." I'm like, "Yeah, I'll even blue. agree. I'll even agree with that." It. it it didn't feel like two and a half hours. Just so into it. The only times, you know, like when it just would like, you know, show stock footage of of 
like art or historical things and it was just narration between the two the two guys like there was moments of that where it drug on a little bit for me but even still some of that stuff was like pretty impactful i love how meta it gets when they're talking about movies and it's showing clips from all of van Trier's movies stuff like that yeah i think that's where people were getting off saying the movie was uh him basically sucking his own dick huh. but uh mm-hmm. i've heard i've heard that review a lot um a lot of you know a lot of people saying it's pretentious because it's it's basically a metaphor for him and the critics i don't know sure i don't know i i could maybe see that but i didn't feel i mean like when you watch a trauma movie and all the movie posters are on the wall or other trauma films then that feels a little that feels a little uh dick sucking or um personally uh exploitive or whatever i didn't feel that with this though and I'm not saying either is a bad thing because you know we do the same thing in our movies, but uh, <laughs> but I, I I thought I just thought it was I thought I kind of thought it was funny that he did that. I thought this movie did an awesome job of like the the most I've seen in a movie like really kind of explain and make you feel what OCD was like to have you know with him having to go back in and keep seeing the blood under the. Chair, all those moments yeah. always having to go back and just that manicness of it those ocd moments that almost was his undoing you know a time or two yeah yeah i enjoyed that oh he's freaking the dragging the dead body with his pickup oh, truck man. just leaving a smear on the road everywhere and then the rain saves his ass Anyway, there's, so, there's, oh. there's so many times. No, I was just thinking of that scene. There's so many times in the movie where it's like he's trying to get caught. Uh huh. He pushes. You know, it. almost. Mm-hmm. It very much in that vein reminded me so much of American Psycho, where this guy is like, is he is he really you know trying to get caught or is he just I don't know. It's like he's he's so fucking crazy that he's he's just pushing it to the limit. You know what I mean? Or is mm-hmm. it like is that a is that a problem with people who are really smart? They like always seem to tempt it, you know, just to prove it that they are smarter than everyone else, right? You know, like well, that's I mean, that's kind of a because he's a super smart dude. Obviously, it's kind of a common theme with certain serial killers too. That like, mm-hmm. you know, certain serial killers will go will actually go to the police and befriend the police and like, you know, just purposely stand out like a sore thumb because it's almost like a it's almost like a game to them of of you know. Whether or not Cat they're going to get caught, yeah, and prove that they're smarter. Yeah. Anyway, it was super good. I hope you all can see it and rent it and watch it, and I recommend it big time. I just, just didn't make my list somehow, but yeah, it 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 came close for me too. Yeah. Seriously, quite enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I have something else I wanted to say about it. Oh, dang it! I wish I should have took notes. Did anybody else? I mean, there's obviously a theme about art throughout the whole throughout the whole film but was there did you, anybody else pick up on themes of like of music as well and not just i mean like like popular music like there's a there's a, a line from a doors song in the oh. movie uh-huh. and then there was a couple other musical references to to popular bands that i picked up on and i can't remember what they are right now but the Doors one stood out to me big time. That was, like, blatantly obvious. Mm-hmm. 
So, so I in didn't that know. respect, it, so in that respect, it's even more like American Psycho. <laughs> oh, maybe I don't know. I don't know. It's definitely one I want to watch. You know, again, because I have uh-huh. a feeling I'll pick up on other things and more things. And definitely, whatnot, but a lot of layers. A lot of layers. A lot going on. Well, then another one I wanted to mention, and I'm embar- <laughs> embarrassed. I don't know. It didn't make my list. I don't, I'm sure it's not anyone's list. And uh, If you know me, you know I d- I'm not really um, into ghost movies. But um, I really enjoyed Marrowbone. Anyone I didn't else get a chance that? to see it. Uh, looking at the, I think you're no, the only one, one on the list. Oh, man. I was the only one. Yeah, it... I don't know what it was, but it was... It was pretty darn good. It was, uh... Um, I think it's on Hulu. Um... Trying to think. Anna Taylor-Joy's in it. The girl from, um... Uh... The... Holy... Well, split, and oh yeah, the Black Phillip one, a witch, <laughs> a witch. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't. I don't. I guess I won't. I'm not good at. It's just a. It's a, it's a neat little ghost story. See, and that's the thing. Like, that turns me just by saying it's a ghost story. That turns me off from it. Not that I would never watch it, but like when it came to this list, knowing that it was a ghost story, it was definitely further down the list of priorities for me. I can't so sick of ghost stories. Well, right, but are you in general though, or like you don't like ghost stories at all? I don't say I don't like them. No. I'm just tired of them. Oh, well it. I can't remember if it was, but it it feels like maybe it was, um, like produced by uh, uh, good lord words. <laughs> He's been sick, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, man, yeah, I'm sorry for um, being sick. Is Don't, it Blumhouse A24? No, uh, uh, d- um, uh, uh, <laughs> oh. As soon as I get to a word, and it doesn't. <laughs> on, on part three of the... <laughs> just just forget it. All right. Hey, y'all should watch it. It's cool. I liked it a lot. It surprised me how much I liked it for not... For no more than... Next. I quit. Uh, all right. Um... <laughs> Andy, what else did you watch that didn't make your list? Well, um, actually, I watched uh, three other movies uh, this weekend that were on that were on the list. And if I would have been a little bit more, well, I'll tell you the truth, a lot more diligent in my movie watching of said list, um, but the beginning of my list would have been a lot different. Uh, but I did watch Strangers Pray at Night, and I'll and I'll and I'll make these I'll make these quick. Uh, I do agree with the pool scene. That's that's just great stuff. Um, you may be the killer on Shutter, which I thought yeah. was really good in in expanding um, uh, 
it's scream esque in its technique, but it's it's but it's its own thing. It's very very unique, and I thought it was a great uh, play on the slasher genre and just the way that they kind of poke fun and kind of explain the tropes of the whole uh, genre. And I also watched Revenge, which I absolutely freaking loved. Yeah, I mean, I I, I loved that Mountain Dew commercial. I don't care. Yeah, it right. Says. <laughs> And I gotta, I gotta say this, and I wish it was my line, but I'm gonna steal one with from uh, Timothy uh, Oliphant from uh, Santa Clarita Diet. <clears throat> that living room looked like the inside of a fucking shark. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it was so damn bloody. I, I, I loved Revenge, and I was to tell you the truth, I was a little bit uh, apprehensive um, going in watching it. Because I kind of I kind of wimp out when I'm watching a movie and I know that there's going to be possible sexual violence in it. I, I, I tend to be very squeamish when when that things when that sort of thing is in a film. Uh, I just yep. it's it's a it's a real turnoff, and I just but this one was done. It was handled all right. Uh, yeah, it was it was handled you know r- really well. I think because uh, there's films that I just. Like what's that irreversible? Where like Monica Bellucci is like sexually assaulted for like five to ten straight minutes, and like yeah. really, yeah. I just I don't think I can even bring myself to even watch that movie just from what I've heard. But I love the way that the film handled handled that in in that respect, and just uh, yeah, just her taking peyote and just like a bunch of weird stuff. I mean, I. Personally, I don't think she would have survived. <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> um, but you know what? It, does, it doesn't ruin the movie for me. I, I just thought it, was, I thought it was a hell of a lot of fun. And uh, I will stand by my list because I'm a big boy and I'll take responsibility. But, uh, <laughs> but this would have this definitely been on it. Uh, but yeah, I had, a, I had a hell of a good time with uh, Revenge. So yeah, that's what I watched. Excellent. How about you, Dustin? Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to talk about. Um, I, you know, did <laughs> this is going to seem silly, but did anybody else watch Ready Player One? Yep. Yeah, saw it in the theater. Yeah. <laughs> I've yet to see it. Uh, I, I read the book, and oh. I love the book, and I'm a sucker for the 80s nostalgia stuff. And oh, yeah. I Hell fall yeah. I fall for it every time. I've fallen for that new Walmart commercial with the fucking DeLorean. Oh, and, right. And uh, <laughs> uh, Ecto-1 driving cars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of what Ready Player One is. But in the book, he he goes into movies. And in the book, he goes into Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And so I'm kind of thinking the same thing was going to happen in the movie. Fuck no. He goes into The Shining, and I was blown away. <laughs> the yeah. scenes that they used for The Shining, the, I, I'm like, okay, they, they can't. This is a PG-13 movie. They can't show the elevator and the blood scene. <laughs> and they Guess do. What? And like, yep. <laughs> the character's like slipping on the blood in like slow motion. It was hilarious. I, I Overall, the movie's definitely flawed and not a whole lot like the book. But that part like sold sold me just because of how much footage they used and how creatively they worked around yeah uh, 
around the footage, and I'm like, okay, okay. Well, there's another iconic scene in The Shining: the fucking naked old lady in the bathtub. Yeah. They can't show that. Well, they do. They do. <laughs> they what? Well. Uh, working around this old lady and one of the characters like kissing her and they they did so well like covering up all of you know her nasty bits yeah. and uh i was just blown away at how cleverly they used that scene mm-hmm. wow. uh, I, I was just kind of blown away by it so that that like i said the movie is it's is flawed it's a lot of fun because it has all that type of stuff in it like it's got like freddy and it's got jason and it's got um chucky, chucky. In it. <laughs> which i thought was really cool i like it's just incorporating all this and and, and like you know me i fall for it i'm like oh yes cool awesome boy <laughs> you know, it's just, i don't know I, I i just really liked that part a lot um but i guess a movie did anybody else see ghost stories uh with martin freeman Yep. Yeah, I thought, I thought this was a clever, uh, a clever, um, well, kind of like a creep show type thing. Uh, you know, with the three different stories all kind of coming together, or uh, a, a guy investigating uh, ghost stories in the country that <coughs> he's trying to disprove. That's kind of his deal is disproving yep. these these ghost stories and i'm sorry mike i know we're talking more about ghost stories uh, <laughs> this is good it's it actually really good i thought this one uh and i won't spoil it but i thought this one was really clever and uh the stories are short and they're spooky and they're interesting enough to keep you watching and um anytime there's like a devil spirit with the potential for hooves i always kind of flip out a bit so um, you know that got me. I, I I thought it was solid and uh, was really close to making my top ten. So yeah, I think everybody should check out Ghost Stories. Yep. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. How about you, Mike? What I watched. Um, <clears throat> let me see which one do I want to talk about. So I openly confessed that I last episode that I like Truth or Dare a lot. <laughs> so I'm going to throw another one out there that I like that um, will get me probably some ridicule, but I really had a great time with Meg. Oh, like if he said Death House, yeah. I was going to slap you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I would drive to Iowa and slap you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did, Meg, though, you went on and on about this one. I don't get how people were comparing it to a sci-fi <laughs> channel movie. I really don't. The production value on this movie is far superior than anything you'd see on the sci-fi channel. I get it, it's a giant CGI shark. Okay, that's the end of your comparison. But the CGI is done very well. Um, I was way into the characters and the action of the whole thing. had some great actors in it that I... A lot of great character actors that were a lot of fun to see. So yeah, I I dug it. I thought it was I thought it was a fun ride, man. I'm bummed I didn't see it in the theater. <clears throat> yeah, I I was kind of hoping um, that there they would release like a rated R cut because that whole beach scene was just begging for more and more blood oh, and yeah. just you're waiting for that scene for the entire movie because you see it in the trailer and i'm like okay that's coming up and in the back of my mind i'm watching that whole movie i'm like that that scene's coming up i would i enjoyed it but i knew that was coming and that's when i like it kind of put me over the edge to the point where i'm like okay yeah this was cool as hell <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah um and then another one that i want to mention 
Uh, this will be the only other one I'll mention. Because I'd forgotten this was a 2018 release until I was flipping through Amazon the other day and it popped back up. So it should technically be in my top ten, but I'm not going to change my list. Um, uh, and I can be okay with that because I still kind of question how much horror it actually is. But freaking loved Director's Cut. I talked about it on about that one of our previous episodes. Yep. Yeah. I freaking love that movie. It would probably be within the top five. So I guess it's still still time to change change it. <laughs> but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Um, but man, you know, I mean, huge fan of Penn and Teller anyway. So anytime you have a movie with those guys in it, I'm sold. And both of them are in it. And Penn is the star and one of the writers and one of the producers of the movie. And I, it's so it's so meta. It's super meta. It, um, uh, and it's really funny, and like all the movie within the movie stuff is is really cool looking and everything. And it's also it's an Adam Rifkin movie, who I'm also a huge fan of. Um, yeah, and it's it's free on Amazon Prime, so definitely freaking check it out. I can't rave about this movie enough, and I want to rave about it all day long because it needs a release. But I don't think they ever plan on doing like it's, a physical release of it. It's it was released on the Epic Pictures label, the same ones who did the Kane Hodder to Hell and Back. Was same it? ones that I went searching did. for it and I couldn't find it. I'll yeah, it was one of again. their first movies. Sweet. Yeah, it's out. Sweet. So that's what I watched. All right. So I guess that leaves me. I didn't really uh, chime in much, but well, I just wanted to sort of uh, say a few things about Summer of '84. It was in <clears> my <throat> top ten several times when I was editing my list. I ended up not keeping it on there because I feel like maybe I liked it a little bit more because of the whole process of how lucky we were to get it here at the Capitol and having all of you guys here to see it and stuff. That was, you know, it was just like a, sort of like Dustin said, it was just a cool theater experience. So maybe I feel like uh, it wouldn't be fair to put it in my top 10 just because it was more so of the experience than the movie. Um, So we won't have to touch much more on that one. Another one that I know, I think Jason saw, I'm not sure anyone else saw, was Thoroughbreds. Yeah, yeah, And that one was sort of a surprise for me. I was just sort of browsing online, and this movie kept getting some good reviews. I, I wouldn't put it in my top ten because I wouldn't necessarily say it's straight horror. Yeah, not sure it's, how much it's, horror it's, it is. Yeah, it's really like the whole movie's almost dialogue until the very end when something actually happens. Yeah, when it gets there, it's horror, but yeah, most of the movie probably isn't. It's great. It feels like an A24 movie to me. Yeah, like, like, I I, I absolutely love Olivia Cook. She's awesome and everything. Oh, yeah. Um, When when she came in on, um, what was the Psycho show that... um, Bates Motel, so good on that. Yeah, I absolutely... Mm. We watched Bates Motel, like, every week as it aired. And yep. she was fantastic on that, and it's great to see her doing so much more now and sort of getting her recognition, because she is freaking awesome. Anton Yelkin, that's his last film. Bummer yep. to see him, because he's so damn good in everything. Just such a, oh, yeah. such a cool movie. Uh, I highly suggest anybody listening to check it out. Just You don't have to even like horror movies. I don't know why you'd be listening to us if you don't. But <laughs> uh, this would be something that, like, 
my sister who doesn't like horror, if she asked me, you know, for a recommendation, I'd be like, check this one out. You know, it's it's Safe very enough. smart mm-hmm. and very well made. It's just cool. Um, another one that didn't quite make my top list, but holy shit, had some fantastic stuff in it was Gareth Evans' Apostle on Netflix. This is a super dark, creepy movie. I know some other people on the podcast saw it. Who else saw it? Yo, yeah, I did. You did, yeah. What did you think? Did you love it? Uh, I didn't love it. It um, it didn't make my top twenty, but it was close. I guess. Um, I don't know. I, I, I was tuning out a lot on it, I and mean, maybe it's because it was just a little too slow for me. But that's just me. I mean, I, I it looked great, I, and everybody. I think that's the guy from the guest. Yeah, the, I think so. Um, I thought he was excellent. I just yeah, had a Dan little Stevens. trouble with a few things, like the. It was like it was having it was having a little trouble deciding whether it wanted to be some like a monster movie or just like a a dark movie. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you can elaborate on a little bit more. Well, no, I I get I definitely feel that too, especially coming from Gareth Evans, who has you know w- with the first with his last films, it's sort of like neck break speed. We sort of expect that with the director of the Raid and the Raid Two. Um, yeah, he, he comes out and he shows incredible patience, almost too much in Apostle. Because I felt like it it didn't make my list because it really could have been cut down quite a bit. It felt like it was a lot longer than it really was. Um, but yeah, I feel it, like the running time is what kept pushing it back on my play button. Yeah, it's it's only over a little over two hours, but it didn't need to be because there's a lot. It feels like there's just some stuff that. You know, yeah, we have to care about the the characters and stuff, and he he did a great job of setting up the characters so that we care about them. But it just it not it wasn't even like a slow burn. It was just felt like the pacing was off. A lot of filler, or no, just something. It's just slow going. You know, just get to hmm. we. It, maybe it's because I knew there was something more coming, and when they finally do get to it, it pays off. But it's like the anticipation of waiting for that to come just sort of drags a bit because you sort of, you know that it's not all what seems on the surface. It's not basically the story is this drifter is after his, his kidnapped sister who's been kidnapped by like a religious cult and he's visiting. He, they don't know. They don't know it's his sister. He's there sort of not necessarily undercover, but he's, he's not truthful with them of why he's there. And so he's sort of creeping through this little isolated island, I guess, trying to find out what the hell's going on and try to get his sister back. And But it takes a sweet time getting to what the secret is behind this place. But when it finally does get there, it's it, there's some really creepy imagery in this movie. Well, that sounds cool. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's on Netflix. It has, it has one of the coolest... Um, creature slash monsters of the year i would say but oh. it's uh yeah definitely creepy in that sense i'm trying to remember last if, if i talked on the last episode about november the about the uh creepy spider puppet that one's a real slow burn but uh the puppet alone is worth worth watching the movie for but that that's what i watched that i i didn't make my list but i thought was really fantastic excellent well cool so Man, all those great movies. What could be left for our top five? Oh, man, so many good ones still. I guess we should just get into it. So we'll start with Andy. What is your number five for 2018? 
My number five for 2018 is Halloween. Nice. Uh, not gonna lie, this ranks a little bit higher because I'm a fan. I I mentioned in, in the last one that it's it's like whenever this franchise comes out with another film, it's like an old friend and you haven't seen in a while, and you just you know want to give give it a big hug and but. I, I will admit, Halloween Resurrection is kind of like an ex-girlfriend you want to stiff arm off of a pier. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the movie the movie does has have has its flaws. Uh, just I I wasn't really digging the whole evil professor kind of kind of thing. It's just like he was just like it almost seemed like he was like meant to be there to get Mike to point A to point B, but. I I want to I want to watch it again and just really kind of study it a little bit better. But I really really enjoyed it when when I saw it and uh, like the last episode, I just like I really love the tragic evolution of Laurie Strode. She, but she's like a very um, I don't know how you play like a really emotionally fragile badass, but she was able to pull it off. So that's my number five, Halloween. Nice. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, just save everybody some time there. My number five was also Halloween, and uh, oh we'll man, I lost number one. Ugh. Yeah, but we'll just keep that conversation going because I, you know, <laughs> I was going to talk about it. We might as well instead of yep. breaking from it and going back to it. Yeah, uh, I feel like sort of the same way. Um, I'm glad that I have a bit to sit on it because I feel like when a big franchise, especially Halloween, the my the one that's most sacred to me, comes out. It could be a complete turd, but it's so special to me that I just loved seeing Michael on the big screen. I like mm-hmm. seeing Jamie Lee Curtis back. You know, I, I remember seeing you know the first the first Halloween movie I saw in theaters was H two O, and that was a really big deal to me. I mean, that was yeah. like a game changer, you know, to be able to see a Halloween movie in theaters for me. And you know, I. I I even got excited. I, I drove out of town to see Resurrection because it wasn't playing here. And, you know, at the time I was like, yeah, man, another Halloween movie in the theaters. It was fantastic. But, you know, after sitting on it for a bit and watching it over and over again, I have to agree with Andy. I mean, you know, it's it's clearly the worst in the series. But this one, the, the more I sat on it, the more I liked it, which is, you know... Yep. Which is good. Yeah, I, I I went out and saw it. I, I saw it the opening weekend. Then I saw it right before it left theaters in mid November, and I just wanted to go. I saw it sitting by myself in a completely empty theater, and just sat and absorbed it and and tried to, you know, enough time had gone by where I wasn't just sitting on the hype. I had already seen it. The excitement had died off. It was after the Halloween season. It was nice to sort of sit at it, sit and watch it in the theater without expectations and i found it more enjoyable you know and that's that's a good sign for it it like i just like andy said though like dr certain i think is what his name is i i hated every scene with him in it i did not enjoy the character i thought even his death scene was like probably the worst my, my least favorite part of the movie just for you know i know michael's you know brutal killing machine but the whole stomping on a head is so much more like jason or you know i don't know that's what i sort of i fell in love with the halloween series after seeing the first one because it wasn't that and yeah sure the the series evolved to that over time 
but um, it felt like very Rob Zombie-ish for Michael to stomp on someone's skull and crush it. I don't know. Um, the, the, yeah, the, the Michael that I know is like he's he's an opportunistic killer. You know, if you if you if you get in his way, you're going down. You know, it's if you try to stop him. I mean, he won't actively almost try to seek you out. You know, it's just like, but he at the same time he doesn't like, like you said, like with the Rob Zombie killing. He he doesn't get like. I mean, he's super violent, but it's not like it's. How do I put it? I mean, it is it is kind of overkill, but it's not like super overkill. Are you yeah. guys basing yeah. your opinions on the entire series or just the first movie? Uh, <laughs> I think I know where Dustin's question. going with that. Because I was thinking well, see, the same thing. Well, no, that's what I'm saying is that it's it's too far because Michael and Halloween 1 was not like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess it would be, have to be the, the first movie. But if we're doing this, you know, chronologically, this new Halloween doesn't pay really much any attention to the the rest of the previous series, I guess. Does that make sense? You know, because it goes Halloween, and then that now it's forty years later. It kind of ignored two, four, five, six, blah blah blah. You don't think that's just a bunch of pent up aggression and being in prison for several <laughs> years? It could, but no one can stomp on a skull and crush it like that. So, <laughs> well, I don't know how he removed all those guys' teeth either, but yeah. Just wondering. <laughs> were you gonna were you gonna say Halloween four thumb to the skull? Oh th- there, well there's a lot of that, yeah. Yeah. That's that was well, the first thing that sprung to my mind. Halloween well, four puts his thumb through a guy's skull. Yeah, or the, the uh uh putting Kathleen Kinmont, you know, impaling her with a shotgun through a door. <laughs> no, but I see what you guys are saying. I can especially comparing it to the first one, like Michael never really did anything outside the realm of of like uh, what a human physically could do except for getting shot like a thousand times and not dying so <clears throat> which is still I'm fine with <laughs> and Loomis's gun only hold, held six bullets and he got shot seven times if you count because it's a revolver yep. anyway <laughs> good pick. So, so so yeah, sorry that it didn't uh, oh. you didn't get my number one right. I I just couldn't, you know, it's it's good. It's my favorite franchise and I loved it and it's you know, one of my favorite movie going experiences of the year, but definitely doesn't deserve the top spot. I I was taking a chance, you know. I this was worth like a shot the way. Yeah. I had a feeling it probably wouldn't be, but just knowing that you know, you're a big Halloween fan, so Anyway, um, okay, let's see. So, Dustin, what's your number five? Uh, let me let me pull up my list here. Uh, let's see. I already, I already forgot. Oh, okay. Well, this should be no surprise uh, <laughs> if you've listened to uh, previous episodes. But I absolutely love the Insidious series. And like I said, anybody who's listened knows that I put this movie on my list every year. It's it. on. I love this series. I love The Last Key. I feel like compared to the last one, uh, this one is way better. And 
I love Lynn Shay. I mean, yeah, I can't yeah. really. She does so good in these movies, and these movies have just kind of been uh, like the hate for, for these movies. I, I I love going on like um, bloody disgusting and looking at like their Facebook comments of just reading all of the hate and just uh, just the, the the absolute disgust for these movies. But I mean, I I, I like it. I think it's cool. I think it was really neat how they tied everything into uh, to a nice, nice, neat little package. Uh, they even have a spot in the movie where it kind of shows maybe how Insidious 1 started uh, because of Lin Shay. And uh, I thought it was cool. I just thought it was cool. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I enjoy... The whole Wannaverse, the Insidious movies, the um, Conjuring movies. Um, I dig it all. And I, I, I really have um, been loving the world that they are building with the Insidious films. I, I'm surprised it's as high as it is for you. I, I kind of thought it was maybe the weakest of the ones, but I still really enjoyed it. My biggest beef is like, quit going backwards in the story. I want to know what happens at the at the end of part one when she's that ghost <laughs> and whatever she sees in that Hispanic family's house that causes her to go, oh my god, or whatever, you know? We're never going to see that because they keep going backwards in the story. Every movie since part one has been backwards telling. Well, the, she dies in one, and then she's a ghost helper in two, and then three is going back. Oh, is um, it? Okay. Two is okay. Yeah, but we still haven't seen. I'm just saying, was it the end of part one, where she's a ghost in that family's house and like she sees something, and she's like looking directly in the camera, so we can't see what she's saying, and it just ends on that. Uh, I thought that was the. Oh gosh, I don't know. I'm trying to. I gotta rewatch them all. <laughs> well, even if it was the end of part two, I'm saying. I'm saying we've had two movies since then. And still no resolution of what we're, you know, it's all still going backwards. Well, they're obviously building to something. Yeah. I'm just ready for that to, I'm ready to see that build, what they built. But yeah, I've only seen, I've only seen one and one and four, but I, I I liked what I saw. Uh, um, It's a fun series. Yeah. the, The way that it, the way that it's, tied together and it's and it's good and it's good storytelling and uh yeah it's yeah i liked it should have known that'd be on dustin's list (laughs) when i saw the saw this one on the list when i was going through to see what i had saw i first i thought wait this came out this year second i thought did i see it and then i looked on letterbox i remembered oh yeah i did see it but i have no recollection of what it's about i it didn't I mean? Didn't leave an impact on me. I I watched it in theaters, but I just don't remember much of it. Well, they kind of flipped the script at the beginning, making you think that it's ghosts and spirits, where a ghost is like trapped in a in a secret underground basement room, which it ends up being a real person, and uh, they find out that it was an entity entity that um, caused this person to. Um, trap somebody and chain them up in their basement into a secret room. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. That's yeah. I'm just trying. I, I, I was trying to jog your memory there. I don't know if that helped. 
No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but Lynn Shea, she's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really happy that... Lead of a movie. She's, you know, oh. a star of a franchise. So cool. It's really cool. She Man, deserves it. And it also speaks well of older actors, too, right? Like, you know, she's no spring chicken, but she's the lead of this franchise of films. So... You know. She'll always be Nancy's English teacher to me. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, she'll always be the landlord and uh, kingpin for me. I was going to say, Woody Harrelson, oh. landlord. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> you really jarred something loose, Tiger. <laughs> uh, quickly, Jason, what's your number five? My number five, I didn't think it would make my list, but I freaking... Loved it. Overlord. Pissed yeah. I didn't get to see it. Damn. Right. I was going to bring this one up in the uh, what we watched, but I knew it was going to be on your list. You're the only other person that saw it, and I knew it was going to be on your list, so I just I was I, waiting for it. I mean, I'll be honest. It wasn't as um, Nazi zombie, zombie killing as the trailer or my expectations thought it was going to be. Well, I heard it takes most of the movie before it really gets there. And it was so it was more... Army, D-Day oriented, but I I fucking shit you not. The opening scene of this movie is like the fucking most realistic army shit, intense, tense uh, moment. They're all up on a plane about to jump out, and it's fucking unreal how nervous you get and are, and them jumping out is so it's like realistic. The way the camera stays on them, and holy fuck, it's intense. It's really good, and and, and I like where the movie goes. You know that, you know it's just it's got that fun uh, Nazi bad guy, evil scientist shit going on, and it gets crazy at the end. And I was just into it. I, I but. Uh, that opening, the opening alone is what keeps it so high on the list. It was incredible. I thought the performances from everybody, like, what? I think that that's what took it to the next level for me was that it could have been just another standard oh, yeah. sort of boring military zombie type thing. Yep. But Wyatt Russell's fantastic. Um, Jovan Adapko, I don't know how to say his Bless name. You. Um, <laughs> just so many, oh, what's his name? Palu as back. There's just yep. so many cool, fantastic uh, performances. Like everybody's at the top of their game. For real. They they just it's like I don't know. It's it's a fantastic movie that sort of slipped under the radar as something. It, I mean, didn't Abrams produce this? Yep, it was it's a bad robot of, production. Oh, so. nice. I yeah, I mean, it's so, like so you know it's going to have the quality at least. You know. Yeah, that's the thing. Take was it like, serious. I, I think people sort of underestimated it, and it sort of slipped under the radar when it's it's really really fantastic. The quality, like you said, everything about it is just there. It's just so well made. Even you know, I don't know. I can't even describe why I enjoyed it so much. Right, because hmm. it's just, just damn good. Yeah, it's just a damn good movie. Something that I could definitely see myself watching several times. Like one of the most rewatchable on this list because it's not. I mean, some of these are just so dark and and sad that you know I'm not going to revisit them very often. But this one, yeah. it has that stuff. 
you know, is, is does have some fun, crazy moments. It's like, man, this this is just something you can pop in. It's just entertaining from opening to close. Cool. Overlord. Surprise now, number you, five. Did you guys see this in the theater? Yeah, yeah Brighton and I went okay. and saw it. Ted, did you? Yes. Okay. I just wanted you to talk just about how idea, yeah. how intense that opening scene is, and I and you're not the only person that I've heard say that. I hear it every time it's brought up that opening oh, scene, man. and I always go straight to the uh, opening scene of Saving Private Ryan. Right. It's on par. And but I'm I'm wondering <laughs> if it's going to be as impactful at home as it would be in a theater. I think so because it's just it's good. So I just remember good. Saving Turn Private Ryan in the theater. I felt like I was you getting hit by bu- I was yeah. dodging bullets watching that. Yeah. Oh yeah, this the, the way this one shot, it pulls you right in. You're sitting right fucking next to him with a parachute in your lap. You're cool. shitting your pants. Cool. As I hope this it happens. I hope man. it stays as strong because wow. I'll be it's I'll awesome. Be I don't want to build it up th- too much, but no, I, know. I, yeah, I think good. it will be. I think it will be okay at home. Um, it's not on the level of like Dunkirk where. Right. It relies completely on sound and visual design. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like I watched a little bit of Dunkirk on my TV, and I'm like, I'll probably never ever pop this back in. <laughs> but we, I did, we did replay it at the Capitol, and playing it there, it oh, was like on our lowest on our, on our lowest setting. Dunkirk, like I felt like we were gonna blast the glass out of the windows. It was just people are like, "Can we turn it down?" I'm like, "This is as low as we can go." Like <laughs> mm, Jesus. Yeah. Yep. yep. And, and that movie definitely depended on that sound and visual, but um, Overlord, no, it, I think I think it'll still be just great watching at home. So okay, check it out. It's it's awesome. Sweet. So my number five. This is kind of an oddball one to be all the way up number five, I think. Um, and that is uh, the Hulu original film, The Body. Oh man! Yeah, man. Like. Bloody Weekend at Bernie's, right? <laughs> That's yeah. a great comparison. I love that. <laughs> Bloody Weekend at Bernie's yeah. on Halloween. There you go. This movie was awesome. It was so much fun. The the just reading the premise sold me on the movie. Yeah. You know, it's Halloween. A hitman is carrying a dead body um, around town, and no one bothers him because it's Halloween. Everybody's all dressed up, and he's carrying around this dead body in this sheet. I'm like sold. This sounds awesome, and the movie totally lived up to it. You know, it was it was so much fun. Um, you know, I loved the direction it went between the guy, the hitman, and the girl. I, I loved how that did not play out as expected at oh, all. Uh. No, it gets it totally. And I questioned, and again, it was one of those I kind of questioned how much horror it is. Really, until you get to the third act, and then it's just it just becomes like a almost like a uh, slasher film by the third act, where the the survivors are being stalked in a um, mortuary of all places by this hitman. So, um, uh, dude, this is this is absolutely horror. Come on. Okay, uh, I, I'm fine with I'm fine with saying that 100. Um, percent And I, anytime you make Halloween the background of your movie is is gonna. Um, be great in my book and i thought they i thought the the look of everything really made it feel like halloween just everybody in costume and just going to these parties and whatnot and and then what's his name from ash versus evil dead is in it so that was also a uh a yeah pablo sell. yeah pablo yeah uh, we, who doesn't love pablo yeah so yeah the body it was loved it so much it made number five it was so fun 
that whole that series i gave it a shout out in what we watched last week but damn like i from reviews and and people online or maybe their lack of talk about it sort of bummed me out and i'm i've loved every episode so far i started with puka and thought oh well you know they're probably not all gonna be this good and i feel like they're all sort of better like that one might be my least favorite these are just yeah i was gonna say man Puka was okay. It's probably the least favorite of the ones I've watched so far. But I've only watched The Body and um, the the Thanksgiving one. Which Flesh I and Blood. Yeah, which I thought was really good, too. Yeah, um, man. Um, but I haven't seen the New Year's one yet. That one's really fantastic, too. And it's uh, completely different from the group, which I, I liked. It stood out. Like, if you didn't know they were part of a series together you know that you would not expect it i feel like they're sort of getting uh undervalued because of the you know some people are oh, it's part of a series it's not just on hulu it's like i'm not saying it's better but you know it's it's like you know masters of horror but sort of ramped up with a little bit better it's, production it's blumhouse produced right yeah yeah so, that too yeah yeah these these could definitely you know this is some of the stuff is way better than the you know direct to video stuff i've been seeing lately so this and the and the thing is too like we it, yes it's a series but these are feature films these are standalone feature films i think it's it feels more standalone than even the masters of horror first of all the masters of horror those are only like hour episodes these are full-on hour and a half feature length films each and every one of them it's just they just fall under this category of into the dark just kind of like back in the day with those directed DVD, like um, what was it, like Scream Fest or Eight Films? Masters of Horror. No, no, like those films, those like directed DVD it, yeah, film series, like, like Eight Films to Die For. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, <clears throat> they're still all separate films in in their own right. You know, they just happen to be, you know, connected through this title. 12 months, 12 twisted tales. Yeah, I can't wait for the next one. I'm assuming it's going to be be Valentine's Day theme. Hulu, check it out. The body. The body. It's my favorite one so far. It's all good. It had a lot of good humor in it, too, which I appreciate. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Me, too, obviously. (laughs) I always like that blend. Oh, man, Mm. number four. Number four. It's getting there. Andy, let's shoot back to you with your number four. Okay. My number four is The Summer of 84. Nice. Uh, um, yeah, uh, what can I say that hasn't been said about this already? Uh, it's To me, it's just like the Hardy Boys go looking for like a serial killer, but it's set in the 80s, which, you know, that, that draws me in right away. And I think all of us, you know, have said that we're pretty much like that. And um, the synth soundtrack, I mean, it sounds like Tangerine Dream could have been doing this back in 84. I mean, it's it's so good. Um, I, the thing is, we, we've, we've talked about that, that speech that that guy gives at, at the end, and, mm. and it's just, it's, it's, it's pants-shitting scary. And, but I, but I, I really like that because it doesn't give us, you know, our Hollywood ending, you know, life isn't just tied up in a nice little pretty bow and then presented back to us. And it's just, 
it's 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 really it's really something different and i really really enjoyed this movie so summer of 80 84 is is my pick for number four yeah it's like i said i think i said it on the last one i mean i think it just takes that whole like 80s you know kids in peril movies and and basically gives it the middle finger really because like none of these kids come out well at the end Uh none of them um and it's not like Goonies, where like you know they save the day, they're rich, they can save their neighborhood now because they found the treasure. Or Monster Squad, they fight all these monsters, now they can just go back to their yeah. normal everyday lives, no big deal, no harm, no foul. These kids are fucked for life. Those that survived. Yeah, yeah so. I mean this is. And we're, that's where we're we're, we're kind of where this is like the milk carton generation, where you know these are you're seeing these kids that are missing. I mean this is. This 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 sort of this sort of stuff that happened in this movie is and did happen. So and, and kudos, it's just kudos to these filmmakers to take the yeah they the, lured us in with the nostalgia and then they shoved a dark ass ending on it yeah and fucking ouch and yeah but kudos to these filmmakers to take the ex husband from the Glow series uh, and make him creepy <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the it was a, for me. Yeah, well, yeah. It was it was a real punch in the stomach at the end that I didn't seem to mind, and it's it's right. that's that's when you when you can do that effectively, that's that's really really well. Because you know I, you're being punched in the stomach, you're like fuck this hurts, but then you're like, damn, that's a good punch. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate the quality of your punch. I can't be mad, man. That was a good punch. That's a good punch. <laughs> Well, I think I, when I watched it the first time, it felt like it sort of had a fourth act. And I think right. we've discussed it before, but it's like, you know, I almost, at one time I was saying I wish it would have ended with the the killer's foot sort of just hitting the floor from the attic when he drops that down and just leaving right. an open ending. But, oh, fuck. Uh, but, yeah, but leaving, but, you know, they, they go further and it doesn't have like like mike said it doesn't have that happy ending that we know from eight, every 80s kids movie and i feel like a lot of people are faulting it for that and it's like you know oh no no that's what makes it not. great yeah 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 it was yeah. interesting hearing uh andre gower sort of talk about the movie uh he said he knows the the group was it rkss or yep. rkks or something like that he was saying you know there he's like those dudes are, you know, that that group. They're Canadians, and they're like in their twenties. They they weren't alive in the eighties, and they weren't <laughs> in the U.S. He's like, that's what sort of gives it a weird vibe, and and so different from, you know, Stranger Things or, or some of these other eighties throwbacks is that they weren't actually around that time. That's not real. They're real nostalgia for them. They're just you know using that as a setting. So interesting yeah. insight. Yeah. yeah, but Canada's like twenty years behind culturally. So when they were kids, it would have been the eighties in Canada. Sorry, Canada. Yeah, just kidding. <laughs> All right, where are we? Number four. That was Andy Dustin. What was your? What's your number four? Oh boy, I don't even know if I want to bring this up. What does that know. mean? Oh, <laughs> you're so excited or embarrassed? What is it? Well, I I guess well I was excited about this movie and then social media took Uh-oh. a shit on it and Uh-oh. all the normies got a hold of it and fuck the normies and oh. I was like uh, second guessing myself and watching you know clickbait youtube videos of why it sucks and i'm like i still didn't 
disagree, so that's why it's still on my list. Uh. It's still so high up. But my number four is Bird Box. Oh, I, <laughs> oh I, yeah, fuck all those haters, man. They're just hating <laughs> the hate. That's all it I is. I liked it a lot. Um, I mean, probably everybody in the country seen it. Uh, just from, like, I think they said Except today, like, four, yeah, 48 million people uh, have streamed it. So that's probably, you know, how many people share uh, their profiles. Probably about 100 million, just because. Yep, yep. Um, this, uh, this movie, again, I'll say it again, has uh, a break, like a... a, a a breakout beginning scene where the something oh, is attacking man. society and people are losing uh-huh. their shit. This is that was you put that at the beginning of the movie and you do it well. I'm sold. I'm watching yeah. the rest of the movie. And, and fucking I, John Malkovich, man. John yep. fucking Malkovich. Oh, was, I did not expect him. Yeah, I mean, uh, he was awesome. Like I hated him, all. but there's moments like I loved him at the same time. It was weird. He's that he's that type of character, and he sells that character well—the love oh, yeah. him, you hate him type character. I was, like I said, I was sold at the very beginning with that first scene, and I didn't have any issues really uh, with the entire film until I started seeing, like I said, all the, the the normie posts on my Facebook about people who just for some reason can't fucking suspend their disbelief uh, with this movie with just about anything it, 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 they just couldn't fathom it and i'm thinking you know, what is so different about this movie and there would be anything else that you would watch that's big or that everyone else has seen you know, like a marvel movie i mean you have to suspend your disbelief with a marvel movie because it's i think complete fantasy i think just as many sh- people shit on marvel movies as they do i think it's because you it was seen so so, po- so much I, th- I think it's because the percentile of humans that saw it is why the percentile of shitting has happened. <laughs> I think that's what it completely boils down to. It's like, oh, this is something popular. I, I feel like I'm shit. better than everyone else, so I'm going to shit on it. That's what it completely boils down to. But oh, my God. Well, it, but this day and age of like people pissing on, like whether it's in a joking manner or they seriously dislike something because because of like you said, suspend they can't suspend their disbelief. We're gonna have we're gonna have nothing but like freaking just like boring movies of people talking to each other in a diner or something because that's the only thing that you can get away with without people calling bullshit on. You know, whatever happened to the words artistic license? Whatever happened to suspension of disbelief? Whatever happened to just sitting back and just fucking letting your mind wander and just enjoy something for once that's true and I, and I think because of the hype with this i think people go into it with a different headspace yeah. and they're like well, i'm i'm gonna watch this and guess what i don't already fucking like it so uh anything i see uh-huh. that i don't like uh this is gonna ruin the movie for me and i think you've hit the nail right on the head mike with that it's i mean i thought this was a great uh invisible monster movie uh mm-hmm. which which you don't get um uh, good ones anyway i i i fell in love with the characters um yeah. you know i mentioned how it starts that the the beginning of the movie obviously starts with that breakout scene with society you know just cr- crumbling but that's not what i guess i should say that's not really what sells me it's those first lines by sandra bullock and which by the way i don't think i've seen sandra bullock in anything since like the net or right. speed and uh, well, the, what was she's, it, she's uh, not in my movies she's not in our movies 
yeah, Blind so, Side was the last one I think she was. Yeah, in. that was fifteen years <laughs> just, ago. Yeah, I, I, but hmm. she uh, she comes out and she's she's telling these children which names are boy and girl. Yeah, and she's giving them some tough love. She's telling them what they got to do, how they got to do it, and if they don't do it, they're gonna die. And they're <laughs> listening, and they they're you know they're they're soaking it all in. You're like, how does it get to this point? Yeah. So like like I said, from there I'm I'm completely sold. Um, I think what a lot of people had issues with with this movie was not being able to see the monster. I had no oh, issues. I love that they didn't show. Yeah, the me too. I was relieved by the fact that they yeah, didn't. exactly because you're not going to show anything that's going to even remotely up. close to live up no. to. You know, talk about people hating. If you were to see the monster, everybody would just laugh at it and be like, "That's what. That's not making me go crazy." You know, yeah. <laughs> right, right, yeah. I've yeah, seen exactly. it, and I'm and, fine. And we're recording this on the seventh of January. They just released today pictures of what the monster was going to be. I don't know if you guys saw that link. I was just saying. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's cool sculpt, but mm. no. you know, it's not. Ne- ne- whatever it was going to be there wasn't ever going to live no, up. It's not. Ne- would never. Uh, so forget that. Um, you know, I, I saw that some people had issue with them being in a car that was completely darked out and somehow making it to the uh, to to the grocery store and, you know, getting inside without, you know, nothing happening. Um, Or not being okay with the logic that, that, that that worked in the video camera versus, you know, when that first guy tried like, Oh, I think that would have been okay. Right, right, right. Well, it did it. So (laughs) now you're dead. I mean, there's so, so so many things uh, (laughs) that uh, the, the biggest gripe that I was seeing people have trouble with this movie is at the end um, with the rapids part and with the kids in the forest. And from what I understand in the book, because this is, I guess, a book yeah. or story or something that they've taken this from, the the Sandra Bullock character does take off her, her blindfold and kind of sacrifice herself to get him down the rapids. Uh, but what people, people still had an issue with her just doing it blindfold because what happens is exactly what we expect to happen. They hit that first, you know, chunk of harsh water and they tip over, which is, what are you going to do at that point? I don't understand what people want them to do. Yeah. And um, the kids in the forest, when they get separated, they, you know, how are these kids not stumbling over things? How are they not running into trees? How are they getting back to her? And I'm thinking, Jesus Christ! It's been five years. Five years These of kids learning were how to born yeah. into this. Yeah, uh-huh. and they hint a little bit that with her on the rocks as well. Mm-hmm. She's tapping the rocks outside. She's like, "Listen, Listen see uh-huh. where the, the sound is bouncing off." Yeah, of. they have a I scene mean, where they're training the kids how to exactly. move, around, move around blind. <laughs> This is all they've ever known. I mean, when they go outside, they use these senses, which are probably heightened more than ours would ever be, and they would, I would say, probably have an advantage. Pretty uh, much, just, they're pretty much daredevil by now, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I every time I, because uh, you guys are the first people that I talk to that have liked it, so um, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I probably sound like a dick. So I'm just defending it, but I mean, I, I, there's, I, I didn't think it was perfect. I had a lot of fun with it, but the issues that other people have with it are non-issues. Right. Well, how do blind people get around? I mean, if we're going to bitch and moan about how these people are getting around covered in a blindfold, 
You know, is, is are we saying something against blind people then? Because they, you know, my my dad before he died had the eyesight in one eye of a pinhole, and he would walk from one side of town to the other with no freaking problem. Gosh. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's just it's like to know. talk to the man you would have never known he had hardly he was that he was almost completely blind. He learned to live with it. He learned how to maneuver around. You know, and maybe occasionally bump into a thing here and there, but you know, you 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 adapt to the, you know, to your surroundings. And I'm pretty sure, you know, five years of having to force yourself to go outside with a blindfold on, you would learn to adapt and pick up on things. Yeah, human body's capable of anything, and especially yeah. in that scenario. But now you got me all worried about saying anything negative. Oh no no! Like I said, it's not a perfect movie. <laughs> I I will probably watch it. I I like to I like to go into things um, open minded. You know, I don't like my mind made up for me going in. And has that's how you should be. Yeah, you gotta clean that slate before you push start on anything if you can. Yeah, yeah, abs- absolutely. I mean, how 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 would you ever appreciate any kind of art? If somebody, you know, if you took everybody's word. Yeah. 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 But I totally liked it, too. I'll just say my two things were uh, I spent the whole movie wondering, well, what about blind people? (laughs) Like, it wasn't a surprise Mm. at the end. Sorry, Andy. Um, It wasn't a surprise to me. I mean, because I'm I'm literally wondering. I'm like, but if you gouge out your eyes, you're going to live, guys. You know, or, you know, like what? There should be like a whole society of blind people right. kind of walking around, like, so, no big deal. I spent the whole movie just wondering about blind people. I'm like, well, you know, so when I got to the end, it wasn't a big thing. And then it was hard for me, I'll be honest. It was hard to watch this and not think about A Quiet Place. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. So, but that, that's, I, you know, I let it mine be its own movie, but, yeah, it was, it was in there, I'll admit. So, <laughs> You know, and uh, but that's was kind of the thing of like trying to go in with no expectations on a film. Yeah. Sadly, I'm going in knowing that Quiet Place came out first. Yeah. But at the same time, like Dustin said, this is based on a book or whatever, and I don't know when that book came out. So that kind of helped me, like, not constantly be like, "Oh, Quiet Quiet Place did did it better," you know? Right, right, right. (laughs) But but seeing the similarities. my only my only gripe is the final shot of the movie. It's just this like glamour shot of Sandra Bullock right there at the end. I'm like, oh yeah, big Hollywood actress. Of course, she's got to have her little little uh, moment, moment right of the there sun at the head. end and give it to her. She did a horror movie. At thir- how many million people watched? Yeah, well, let's go to IMDb and check out the box office on that. How did oh. Yeah. <laughs> Direct, directed by a woman too, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah. So yep. I'll tell you, that that scene where, like, everybody in the streets is going crazy and stuff right there at the beginning, Fuck that man. was really epic. I'm like, this was made for Netflix? Uh-huh. I mean, I get it. Netflix has been putting out some amazing, awesome stuff. But that felt like some, like, multi, multi, multi-million dollar big-budget Hollywood extravaganza moment right there. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that that part where that uh, burning car is on is burning and uh, uh, I think it's John Malkovich's wife, wife just, just gets in, just gets in. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
It's cool. Can't wait to hear what you think, Andy. Cool. I'm proud of you for leaving it on your list, Dustin. Dre. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I put it on my list, and then I didn't realize until like the next couple of days after I watched it that it had become a phenomenon. So. Right. Oh, it's just another movie. Oh. Yeah. Okay, then. Um, Jason, what's your number four? Well, uh, I think it segues nicely into my number four. It's going to bust a couple of your lists up, but my number four is A Quiet Place. Father! God dang it! <laughs> yeah. <coughs> yeah, Quiet Place. Yeah. It's pretty good. Check yeah, it out. but messed up my prediction. <laughs> Mine too, damn it. Oh, But as pissed as I am... It's a freaking awesome movie, man. I love that movie so much. Yeah, I, I I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And I'm shocked. I cannot wait to hear your three, two, one. Right? If, if that that's was, number four, I'm going to call Scott and Brian and tell them. Hey, that. you shush. Don't say a word. <laughs> you have anything else you want to say about it? Uh, I know we've talked about it a lot on past episodes. but We have. I, I was just going to say, like, that's what's so exciting for me is that it was number four. That the three things that got past it is how much I, how much awesome shit was played this year and I loved and I couldn't believe the things that got ahead of it did. So it's exciting for me. But, um, yeah, Quiet Place, um, everybody's seen it by now. Everybody knows it by now. Um, it was written by a couple friends of ours. Always got to throw that in there. <laughs> and, um, yeah. It's a heck of a good movie. And they just yeah. today Absolutely. got nominated. Saw that. Saw that for a Writers awesome. Guild Award. Do you um, do you get a little bit defensive when you're talking to people about a quiet place and they're like, "Yeah, it was directed, starring, and written by what's his yeah, name?" Yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, slow your roll there, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Or they're like, eh, "It's okay," and I'm like, "You're wrong." Well, that's that too. Yeah. But yeah, love it. So, all right, sweet. Um, Tad, what's your number four? Well, my number four also happens to be A Quiet Place. All right! Twinsies. Twinsies. (laughs) Jinx! Jinx. Uh, Uh, Yeah, man. This one's... This one's... This one's... (laughs) (laughs) We'll see how quickly we can lose everybody. everybody. (laughs) All right, I'll stop. (laughs) All right, I'll stop. No, there's not much else I can say about it um, other than I, th- I think I might have told the story about when we saw it in the theater and how the dude in front of us was like a fucking like ogre. He was like Sh- Shrek with f- fucking farting and... <laughs> oh yeah, fart guy. <laughs> yeah, he would have died instantly in this world. Um, <laughs> how embarrassing, really... die by farting. Yeah, and, and I really wish he would have because, you know, I, I feel like <laughs> All of us would probably do pretty well in a theater for, you know, in a quiet during in, in this yeah. world, but this guy definitely not. I mean, hmm. how about we do a quiet place in a movie theater and anybody who speaks or uses their phone dies? How about that? Fuck yes. Yeah. That's like but, almost the entire population. Almost the yeah. entire population. But how cool it, this movie did, though, it like made us re evaluate. How we watch a movie in a theater, like it really oh, changed man. the experience, didn't it? Yeah, it's fucking cool. It's funny because they advertised, they they promoted it, you know, in the advertising about like you know the movie that will make 
audiences sit still and quiet. And from what I heard yeah, from people, right. it was like it was like no, it just made the loud people louder, and it made the <laughs> rude people ruder. Yeah, sure pointed them out more. Yeah. Okay, so good pick. Yeah, great pick. My number four is probably not a surprise. You might be the killer. Oh, it's a comedy. Yeah. Yeah, I love me- I love meta shit. You know, I love that stuff. I love my comedy and my horror. Good gore. I love How I Met Your Mother, so Allison Hannigan being in it. It's yeah. always awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what, what else to say that hasn't already been said. I'm pretty sure I said plenty the last time it got brought up. So I really liked it. Yeah, I think I guessed it for your number one, didn't I? I think so, yeah. So if you want to go ahead and change it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so on to number three. Oh, shit. We're cooking along now, man. So let's start. Um, we'll start with Dustin this time. Oh, well, my number three is A Quiet Place. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's why I was being a little quiet. I, 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 I thought it was... I thought it was awesome. Um, I know a movie is good when I'm watching it, and it, it it happens so quick that I'm wondering, oh, that's the end? Like, that's what I was saying. So, like, oh, are you sure we don't have, like, 30 minutes left? Of this movie? Are you sure, movie? Because I wanted 30 more minutes, even though it was an hour and a half long. I, I'm like, uh, okay, this can we get just a little bit more, a little bit more? So I was, I was, they left me wanting more. I thought everybody did an amazing job in the movie. It was it, it, the the beginning of it sets the tone perfectly, and the end of it, it I thought was I, I wouldn't have I couldn't have guessed in any other way to end the movie. So I just thought it was excellent. Definitely high up on my list for sure. No doubt, absolutely. I hope Brian's listening to this and he's like, "God damn it, they all loved it." Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's listening. Uh, corn silo and all. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's the best scene in the movie. <laughs> Most Love you, Brian. <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> okay, Andy. What's your? Uh, where are we at? Number three. Ah oh, man, this is this is where everything got super super close with me. Um, but I will say that my number three is Mandy. Mandy. Oh, oh damn it! That hey. was my number one guess for you. Because yeah, like it, it with was, Andy. <laughs> it's a that was a safe bet, guys. It really was because I freaking loved this movie. Uh, I, I, apparently, I'm into revenge flicks, dude. I, I guess. mean, I, <laughs> the but the lighting and the atmosphere of this movie, like I said in the previous episode, it looks like it was filmed on another planet. I mean, it took it might have it might have taken place in the '80s, but it it looks like it was on another planet, and um. Just some some of the one liners like you you are a vicious snowflake and uh, <laughs> of course seeing seeing Bill Duke in there I mean I think I said it on a previous episode you can almost see like this is what would this is how Mac ended up if he actually got to the chopper and just said screw this I'm just like and then he's like all PTSD'd out and just and then hangs out with Nicolas Cage um, but yeah. Uh, this this movie is is awesome, and uh, I I plan on revisiting it uh, very very soon. So Mandy number three, Mandy, and happy birthday to Nick Cage. Yes. Oh, today's his birthday. Yeah, he has know. those. He's a real human. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out. 
He just happens to be like 160 <laughs> years old or something. You know? They never he know. Doesn't age, he doesn't age like us. Um, Tad, what's your number three? My number three is Suspiria. Suspiria. Nice. Yeah. So high. Yeah, I know, man. It was, it was, I mean, I didn't have the same theater going experience as you. I did see it in the theater. I saw yeah. the film scene. Uh, oh, nice cool. little intimate screening where yeah. everybody was nice and quiet. Fantastic. Uh, but yeah, this one was cool as hell. I, it's, I really struggle with people sort of calling it a remake because it's, I don't kind feel like isn't. it's a, no, it's not really a remake. It's a very, very, very loose retelling of a similar story. But, man, this one is... Uh, I can see this one really dividing people, too. Yeah. Um, I've, I feel like uh, there's been a... There's, like, one of those a year where people either love it or hate it. And I feel like once this comes out, like, you know, digitally or on Blu-ray we're going to hear a lot of people either calling it pretentious garbage or saying it's the best thing that came out this year. So uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, Nikki thoroughly enjoyed it. I was a little worried taking her all the way to Iowa City to see it. And <laughs> it's interesting hearing her take on it because she had not seen the original. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know, I'm glad, I, I was almost envious that she could go nope. just watch this without any preconceived notions just going to see him to her it was just going to go see a movie on the drive up she's like what are we seeing i told her and she's like what's it about and i said don't worry about it just same like, same with tina yep yeah i'm like you're just gonna watch you're gonna watch it so why even say anything yeah. i'm like it's just it's just a movie that's all just we're going to You'll see a movie. it out don't, yep, yep don't google it don't do anything just just go see it and you know that's the best way to see it man some yeah. truly truly horrific scenes in this one. Oh fuck. Some beautiful beautiful scenes and you know some of that uh, uh, you know mixture of those two things uh it just hit me where I wanted it to. So I don't I don't know if I'm going to be throwing this one on, you know, <laughs> as much as, as much as even like Overlord, which didn't make my list, but you know, this is something that I don't know, I I will watch probably at least probably annually maybe but uh it's it's not something you have to be in the right mood i guess you know but i think you're right like you i think it's important for us to um emphasize that it's it really isn't a remake you know there's just enough loosely uh related to to use the title you know but um but let it be its own movie don't don't hold on to any of argento stuff when watching it can we can we just finally retire the word remake? <laughs> Can we? You've been asking for that for years. I've I'm tr- been trying really hard, and I keep getting more and more aggravated at that word. Why? And I keep and I'm trying really hard not to use it anymore when I when I'm describing a film, because like it's effing pointless, right? Like uh, you, yeah. you're talking about this this new Suspiria film, and that's what it is. It's it's just a new Suspiria film. Uh-huh. Right. Yep. Like, think about, and you know, you know, I'm thinking about Dario Argento. I'm sitting here listening to you guys thinking about Dario Argento. I'm thinking about Italian horror films. I think about um, Dario Argento produced films, and I think of Demons. What is Demons Two to Demons? It's essentially the same film, only in a different location <laughs> and different characters. But it's Demons Two. So it's just another Demons movie. It's just another Suspiria movie. What's Evil Dead 2? 
it's it's a it's a it's the, it's Evil Dead all over again, just with a bigger budget. Unsequel, right? Yeah. So it's just another one. Re- there's this word remakes is meaningless. You say it to taints me too much too, and it just maybe a reimagining. I hate all that re it's stuff. Okay. Reimagining no, no remakes. Re- he doesn't re. Yeah, I'm done with the re's. He doesn't reword anything. <laughs> I don't even rewind anymore. That's true. He doesn't. Nice well, the VCR is supposed to do it for you. Yeah, Mike. That's right. <laughs> Where are we, Jason? What's yours? My number three. <coughs> Man, this movie was so awesome. It must be if it beat out a quiet place. It did, and hold your horses. I'm gonna say that to everyone now. My number three is the Clove Hitch Killer. I should have known. I fucking nice. love this known. movie. Not just because it's Boy Scouts, but I had a personal. This is this the first time it's been brought up on anybody's lists? Yeah. Holy shit. Okay, continue. Um. Uh, yeah, I was a Boy Scout for 15 years and Scout leader and camp counselor and all that fun stuff, believe it or not. And so there's obviously some personal, like, fun nostalgicness for that. But, uh, god damn, I love this movie. You know, uh, Dylan McDermott, right? Who, yeah. He, is that him? Mm-hmm. I don't know, because who's this guy that doesn't seem like Dylan McDermott at all? <laughs> like, what a great job he did not being Dylan McDermott. And, uh... <laughs> the kids were awesome. I loved the way the story was told in this. Like you think that, it's you think it's going one way. You think it's a normal story. Like oh fuck no, they're really it's really going this way, and then it doesn't, and then it backs up and rewinds, shows you different angles, different you know perspectives, and kind of retells the story again. Oh, so fucking cool. Was it you and I that was talking about how like the, the first half of the movie, <laughs> like the almost the first act of the movie, is is the it's the boy's story and then the second act of the movie just like drops the boy all together and then it's Dylan McDermott's to, story uh-huh. and you're like what the fuck about the boy and then the third act just kind of rewinds and shows you the boy's story during the Dylan McDermott story yeah. which piece puts all the pieces of the puzzle together yep i really i really enjoyed that about the movie the way they did that to tell the story differently than most because i mean it could come off as just another summer of 84 another nostalgic teen uh crime mystery thing and it is that but the way they tell the story in the second half of the movie really makes it something special to me and i enjoyed where it went all the way well it's a cool like it's a cool scenario like what if you know what if you lived in a town where there's this legend of the serial killer that was never caught and it turns and then it turns out you think it's your dad you know right you guys see it y'all see this one yeah i uh i started catching buzz of it and you know i was like hey have you seen this and we sort of i think we saw probably like the same night or the same within the same time frame and we were both trying not to talk about it but i think we were both sort of buzzing back and forth like holy shit man this one is definitely man, worth watching it's it hard to bite your your tongue and not uh <laughs> just start going on it, it. yeah yeah nah. before the podcast you got to save it up and yeah man like i i watched this one with with my friend adam and my wife nikki and uh they both really enjoyed it too it was one of those things that it's like on the you know had it on the list and i'm like you guys want to check this out and they're both like i haven't heard much about it i'm like neither have i Perfect. let's do it yeah, it worked worked great. It uh very sort of not not necessarily in the 
not to compare it to it, but like, you know, we both we had two two great films in this vein with uh, Summer of '84, sort of the mysterious, you know, guy next door who you think is innocent isn't so innocent. Mm-hmm. Yep. But this one, you know, even closer to home with the dad, like he's in your home and the one person in your mm-hmm. life you trust with everything. You know, what do you do? Charlie Plummer's awesome in it. Is that the boy? Uh huh. Okay. I'm a big fan of Samantha Mathis just because I love Pump Up the Volume so much. So I'm just happy to like see her working. She's the mom. Oh, she's not in it a lot, but who is she in Pump Up the Volume? The girl. Friend. Really? Uh huh. Oh shit! Yeah. Click on it. Uh, click there. Yeah. Oh, I see it now. Okay. But yeah. Damn. Yep. Um, freaking loved it. So, yeah, really I don't, good movie. I don't know where it's at to watch it. I don't know if it's out yet. Um, but man, if you can see it, folks, I definitely recommend it. It's my number three. Yeah, it's on Amazon now, I Is believe. It? Fucking A. Cool. All right, where Jason's list is getting like darker and more serious, <laughs> mine continues to. Uh huh. Be more off the walls and goofy. Oh gosh! My number three is Mayhem. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> I loved Mayhem. Um, it's tough. I've I've definitely have come to terms with like obviously the th- particular theater experience can affect absolutely my love for a particular film because I think because we saw it at Panic Fest last year. And every movie we watch at Panic Fest, I freaking love, like, my favorite movies of the year. Um, but hmm. uh, Mayhem, I so, like, when it came out on Blu-ray, I watched it again. Still loved it. Watched it with commentary, obviously. Um, and then I hadn't watched it since. So when I made my list, I was nervous. I'm like, man, I really got Mayhem high, and I haven't seen <laughs> it in, a long, in quite a while. Yeah, it's been a full year. It came out about this time last year. Yeah. So... After I made the list, I popped it in again not too long ago, and I'm like, oh, thank God, it still holds up. And I, still, I think I even love it even more, huh. just because like, I, I feel like I've caught more the, you know, this, this last viewing than I did before. And I'm just a Joe Lynch fan, and Big I'm fan. definitely learning his style, uh-huh. so I'm picking up on his style. Um, and, uh, you know, what's his name from The Walking Dead? Glenn from the Walking Stephen Dead. Stephen Yoon. Yeah. He was awesome. So good. You know, a lot Tamara, of... Tamara, Tamara Weaving's... Uh, I've seen her more and more in stuff, and I and I like and I like her work, too. She was... She's great in it. The movie's hysterical, and it's violent and bloody, and, and it's just a fun ride, and it's a cool concept. And, like, it came out not too long after that Bilko experiment, yeah. which, mm, I, thought, which yeah. I thought was good. But mayhem for me blew it out of the water, like, and I just oh, yeah. great. I agree. Yeah, Belko was Belko great. was great, but mayhem. But this one was just yeah, it was so much better. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's my number three. So. Nice. Anybody, anybody else have anything you wanted to add about mayhem? I'm probably the only one that's gone on your list. It's it's good. I I really 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 uh, loved it. Um, the, the, one of the main reasons it didn't make my list is is uh, it's just I don't know it's it's not necessarily like straight horror for me. Yeah. So, but but that's not saying that it shouldn't be on the list. I'm just saying that, uh, you know, 
I battle with that a little bit, but mm-hmm. I definitely, you know, it, it's it's one of my favorites of the year. So awesome, cool. Now it's number two time, guys. Mm-hmm. Number two. Let's start uh, with Dustin. Uh, my number two uh, is Upgrade. I know we already talked about this. I fell in love with this movie um, instantly, and anytime, anytime it's you know like a sci-fi horror type element, I'm immediately glued to the TV. I I, this is just a fun ride, and Mm. I thought it was just great from start to finish. There, uh, I mean, like I said, we've we've already discussed a lot of it in detail. I I, the gore blew me away because in those types of movies, (laughs) you just Uh don't expect gore and when you have this sci-fi action flick and then all of a sudden some guy's head just explodes like <laughs> dude like that yeah. I'm, I'm on it like that's, <laughs> i thought it was awesome yeah you guys got me excited to watch it again just talking about it i think that's yeah. why i kept making parallel maybe that's another reason why i kept making parallels to robocop last episode oh. with it because robocop's yeah. the same way you know, you don't expect it to be as bloody as it is, but it's it's got a lot of gore in it as well. So yeah, in, in Not, terms Robocop. of oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I just want to say, in terms of this this subgenre of of sci-fi horror horror, excuse me, uh, I put it up there, right up there next to Event Horizon. I mean, I think it's that good in that subgenre. Cool, cool, yeah, man. Dang it! Just the more it sits with me, the more I like. I did a huge disservice letting it be number eight on my list. It should have been a lot <laughs> higher. Should have been a lot, lot Fought higher. to be on mine. Has anyone got the Blu-ray? Is there any good stuff on it? Do we know? Yeah, I, that's let's. Yeah, I I bought it when it came out, um, but it's like bare bones. Oh, that's. Yeah. I don't even. I don't even think there's a trailer on it. It's just yeah. like that uh, BD Live bullshit oh, yeah. where you watch something. Still don't like know what that is, right? Still. Yeah, never used it. Uh-uh. Mm. Good movie. Sweet. Okay, so um, Jason, what's your number two? My number two is again. I know you. You're not gonna expect this out of me. You know how I feel about ghost things. God damn it! Another ghost movie. But my number beating two, out a quiet place. Beating out a quiet place. Uh, the haunting of Hill House blew my fucking doors yes. off, man. Oh, okay. yes, I loved this show. I loved it too. Oh my gosh, every single awesome. bit of it. Um, the I mean, Tina and I just marathoned it one weekend, and it was just, just every frame, every episode, every character, uh, everything about it is so fucking awesome. I just, I can't. Recommend it enough. I love it. So, so cool. What? So much dealing with grief in that show. Like it's yeah, just oh a lot of gosh. perspectives on it. Uh-huh. A dark cloud over your head. The entire entire show. You're just and you feel it too. Like it's it's so they do such a good job of of recreating what anyone experiences with losing someone or grief at all. They just did such an excellent job with depicting that. Um, what, another thing that I want to add about this show, um, you, you had a hard time predicting when something was going to happen. It had oh, a yeah. great way. It had a great way of uh, luring you into a false sense of security. 
when you thought you say, okay, I can take a breath, and then then you couldn't. Uh, there were certain scenes, particularly, um, and hopefully I'm not spoiling anything for anyone, uh, the scene in the car where the two girls are traveling to the house towards the end of the series, and uh, the, the, the sister comes in from the back seat and just screams. I thought I was literally going uh-huh. to shit. Oh my pants yeah poop in the pants in that for sure oh my god i it, but what is so good you you really truly like i said the, the grief and you cared about these people i mean you you really you truly cared about them and uh you didn't know whether to like be like super scared and, but at the same time you just didn't you almost wanted to cry for these people and uh and I, I think my my fiance will be going and looking for a knife after hearing me say this, but I will let Carla Gagino chase me around a house anytime. <laughs> that that house could have been on fire, okay? And I would totally be in there. So, but how, yeah, I, I loved the show too. I thought it was great. How awesome was it seeing Henry Thomas and something and him be so good? Oh my gosh, yeah. You know, he hasn't done a lot, lot, lot lately, you know, and such a big the E.T. kid? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, he was so fantastic. I don't think I've seen him in, in anything else other than E.T. and uh, Cloak and Dagger and yeah. <laughs> Suicide Kings. So, and he was in, wasn't he was in uh he was in uh the son of a dick words <coughs> um Masters of Horror with long-haired, happy, friendly guys in one of his... Oh, and Mick Garris's. Mick Garris's. He's been one of Mick Garris's episodes. Because oh. Henry Thomas was on a Mick Garris's podcast, and I remember him talking about that. And he was on some of Mick Garris... He was in one of Mick Garris's Stephen King movies, too. Uh, probably The Stand. Whichever one that was, that. yeah. But, but, yeah, anyway, Henry Thomas was so awesome. And, yeah, Mike Flanagan just killing it. I, I think this movie, or sorry, the show, TV show, I forget that it's not a movie sometimes when uh-huh. I think back to it. Um, but I think this show has one of the best uh, episodes in TV history. Six? Uh, it's the, well, they're in the... Um, funeral. Funeral, funeral home, home, right? And it's almost and it's one take? Almost one take and the uh. scenery changes. I'm just like, I was just blown away after that episode. Yeah. Uh, completely blown away. It was so fucking good. And in the writing, that's just how you do drama. And it's just, you, 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 it's one room was used so well with them all bickering. And it was, uh, yeah, it's, it, the show was just done just so superbly well, in my opinion. Yeah, that fucking episode, just on a technical standpoint, is just masterful. Just unbelievable. And then I love the... I mean, yes, it's based on a book, but, like, I think I said it before, but the the dialogue in this show isn't... Like, it's somewhere between, like, uh, dialogue from a book and real life. Like, it's... Like, it seems to be more scholarly, more... um, I don't even know how to describe it. I did a terrible job last time I tried to talk about it, but the way the dialogue... I was going to say, it feels organic to me. Yeah, just the dialogue is just a little different. It's, it's, it feels it like it's... Most it's things. 
I feel like they're on a stage. Like they're like they're performing on a stage. Is how I felt uh, the, with the dialogue. So I agree with you, Jason. A little I more, feel like there's a little more poetic, a little more scholarly, a little more yeah. just the way that it's written slash delivered is just a little different than most things, and it makes me happy. It's, it's like they're in front <laughs> of an, an audience the entire show. Yeah. Can't recommend it enough. And it's a ghost thing. Who knew? Who knew that I'm. Mm. That's how good it is, Mike. Must be. We need to freaking watch it. It's really good. It's really good, man. That's my number two. All right, Andy, what about you? Um, I know that uh, I, from what I've been seeing, a lot of people are 50 50 on this, but, you know, hey, that's okay. My number two is Hereditary. Heck yeah. And, uh,. Uh, a lot of it's a lot's been said about it, but I think, uh, and I said this before I even saw the movie. I think Tony Collette is a brilliant actress. Oh man, uh, She's the, the scene when she when she finds out that you know her her daughter is dead and she she cries. I mean, if like that was like playing in another room and I didn't know the TV was on, I uh. could have sworn somebody actually lost a child. Uh, I, I was the most real way. Yeah, yeah, and it's um, the 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 cinematography in this movie is is off the chain good. Just the the faint images of of things lurking in the shadows. It's it's awesome. The perspective of the the models like coming into focus with the camera that I think that was great too, and um. A little bit of an information dump at the end, I thought, um, because we only had uh, a little bit of, you know, uh, you know, bits and pieces of information sprinkled throughout, you know, the film. Only a vague idea as to what the hell might be going on, but I, I can forgive that because the, I just really, really enjoyed this movie. And uh, the, when she's slamming her head into the door, oh, and I mean, just the 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 weird the weird pos- contorted positions that people are going into, and uh, yeah, man, I I I think it's a new modern classic in in my opinion. That so number two, Hereditary for me. Excellent, Tad. What's your number two? My number two is Annihilation. <laughs> number and- two. Yeah, and that sort of goes against what I just said when you mentioned Mayhem, because I wouldn't consider this 100% a horror movie. <laughs> but, man, there's some nightmare fuel in this one. Oh, uh, yeah. I think this one has such a big impact on me, too, because I went in not knowing much at all about it, and I'm like, oh, you know, this looks sort of cool, and walked out with my mind blown. That was just crazy. Um I love the cast. I love the story most of all. Uh, I try to avoid. There's a lot of people out there I've noticed uh, trying to nitpick what's what they don't like about it, and that's fine. You know, people don't all have to like the same stuff. But just based on my initial reaction when I walked out of the theater, I'm like, man, I got to let everybody know about this movie. They all have to go see it. Yeah. And uh, and my initial group of you know film loving friends did all go see it and supported it. It didn't do well in the box office, and they sort of, I feel like, uh, set it up to not do so great. In other countries, it was put straight to Netflix, and 
I feels I felt like the studio didn't give it right. as much credit as it deserved. You know, it yep. it uh, it could have done much better. I don't know what they didn't see that audiences and critics did see because it got a lot of love when it did come out. But this one, we talked about it before. Uh, you know, I don't have a whole lot extra to say about it other than I just I just really truly love this one. So good. Mike. Yeah. I know. Watch I didn't it. see it. Oh man, I just you just say the word annihilation and it just brings such the the things that it gives me besides the goosebumps. Just that <laughs> fucking end just the end scene in the cave with her oh fuck. Ah. Do, do you you were like a late comer to this one, right, Jason? Yeah, you saw I, it only recently? in the last couple weeks. Uh-huh. Yeah. Holy I was hell. like I was like looking at the list and I'm like, oh, he hasn't seen it, he hasn't seen it. Like <laughs> it's almost like the anticipation of the list. I'm like, oh, you know, uh-huh. he's I can't wait for him to see this because it's gonna mess up his list. And it did. It made it to my number eight, pushed some things yeah. off. Um, yeah. Oh, so good. That score. We got to see it in a nice empty theater on like opening yeah. weekend. That had to be amazing. <laughs> Where are you going and watching these movies <laughs> in empty theaters? Tell me. He has his theater we in go, his town we go specifically to like monday night showings almost always okay. no one well our theater does like five dollar tuesdays so we go monday nights because everybody's like well why would i go tonight and go tomorrow for half price yep because ah. it's filled with a bunch of idiots oh, yeah yeah Ugh. hate tuesdays yep. Yep, I stop going to yep. yep. L- yeah i stopped going to tuesdays yep loudmouths with phones yep yeah all right, my number two. Oh shit! Oh shit! Because I guess I'm more of a fan than Jason. A Quiet Place. Uh, all right. Wow. More of a fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm glad it's so high. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. So. I and I feel it's not said. just the personal connection. No, it's not. It, it's not it. really like. Um, and again, you know, saw it in a the theater. I think. That helps Every movie things. always helps, I think. Yep. You know, but uh, but yeah, I thought the story was. I thought the story was great. The acting was amazing. I love the pre- That's hands down. I just love the premise of it. Yep. So it's definitely something unique that we don't get to see in, in a movie theater anymore. So yeah, yeah. So that's it. That's number two for me. And now it's number one time. All right, now stay tuned for episode three. We're going to break this up one more time. <laughs> this is for Derek to make him mad at that's me. That's a cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned, episode three, part three. Now we're down to our number one. No, oh. Number one is a Patreon exclusive. There episode. you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. We should have done that. Shut up. Oh. All right. Where should we start? I don't even know where to start. Oh, let's, uh... Well, everyone's I, got their bet, list pulled I was up. Gonna, I was oh. going to say, I bet a few of us have the same number one. Yep, now I know what Tad's is, since Annihilation's his number two. And I know and, what yours is. Yeah, mine was easy. I thought mine was easy pick. But <laughs> whatever. Easy guess. But anyway, I just don't know any of you people. I guessed all of you wrong. <laughs> I mean, still out on Dustin. Dustin's is still... He's the wild card. He's the one that we don't get a year's worth of <laughs> he's, what he's I'm, been watching. He's I'm the, changing my guest to Leprechaun. Yeah, wow. that's, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> he's the only one who hasn't mentioned their film somewhere else on the list that I have for his number one. I still doubt if it's his number one. But Dustin, what's your number one movie <laughs> oh, for 2018? 
<laughs> this is not that exciting, but well, I'll try to make it exciting. Um, <laughs> I, just before I even announce this, I just want to say that I'm just a normal human being. I I get scared. Um, I try to let myself get scared during movies. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. And this movie scared the shit out of me. I mm-hmm. After I watch it, it, it gave me the Sunday spookies. And I had a little trouble going to bed that night. And I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I kept thinking about it. And the more I thought about it, the more scared I got. <laughs> and I realized that when I think about a movie this long... It's got to be high up my list, and yep. this one I thought about the most, and it was The Ritual. <laughs> really? <laughs> nice. Yes. So I was wrong again. My guess was Puppet Master. Wow. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I just thought this movie was cool as hell. I My expectations were low because I'm thinking, again, it's like, you know, Netflix, you know, some of these are hit or miss. I felt like this was like a full on. Like this could have went to theaters, and um, you know, aside from just maybe a, a few little CGI uh, things, um, I, that was really the only issues I had with it. I thought the story was excellent. Our main character going back and forth, dealing with like the grief of this death of his best buddy, and um, how they integrated this one moment of his life. Uh, throughout the entire movie and integrating it into the the forest that they're trapped in, I thought was just brilliant. The Norse god that they depict in it was just like just a beautiful monster. I just yeah. I yep. I couldn't stop thinking and looking at pictures on the internet of this monster after I watched it. I was just I, I was blown away. The, the beginning, like we discussed in the last episode, is kind of like the Blair Witch. And then it turns into something completely original with, you know, sacrificial, uh, weird uh, monster thing that takes on shapes that, of people that you know and you love and, and tries to lure you in and, and does such an excellent job of it. And our, our main character isn't really the hero, and I don't think he deserves to live. I think <laughs> – I mean, he's a coward. The only reason he he feels the way that he feels is because he let, in a way, his his best buddy die. And when you're walking, when he's walking away at the end, after still confronting his demons, you're thinking, "I don't think he deserved this." And it left me conflicted with that. And you know, there was just so many things down the line of of uh, of just imagery and story and characters that it just it had to be number one for me that's awesome hmm. cool all right so let's move on to andy what is your number one of 2018 oh my, my number one of 2018 is a quiet place yeah nice. um, the biggest fan that's I, I, I am I I have to tell you right now I, and I don't think I'm being too bold in saying this I think this is probably the best true monster movie to come out in the past 20 years um, bold I, horror I, I read I read that they actually the daughter is actually deaf in yep. this and they did so much with so little. And it, to me, this this movie is the epitome of less is more. Uh, uh, and plus, you care about this family. 
you care about every single person in this family and and you want them to make it and and when when you can get your audience to care about all of the people every single one in a horror movie that's that's a feat in and of itself uh yep. Yeah, just just what what they did with with everything and the fact that this was this is this is a movie that you you have to watch. You can't just you know you know turn away from it. You have to you have to pay attention. And you wanted I wanted to pay attention. I was I was transfixed. I didn't want to miss like a, a single frame of this. And I knew I knew that I knew then I was watching one hell of a movie so a quiet place is my number one for 2018 oh man when they when they take care of that kid in the opening scene it's just like stakes are there yeah we're fucking in it now right yeah and now think about that oh i i was thinking i was comparing you know okay when when tony collette's child died in uh uh Hereditary. 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 She freaked out. She spazzed because that's her child, and that's how a mother should react. Now think about Emily Blunt's character, where she had to be quiet uh-huh. after witnessing it even happening. Um, Tony Collette, she didn't even see that happen. You know, she just stumbled upon. You know, it's it's worse either way, of course. But yeah. th- you, she had to watch her child get ripped apart, and she couldn't make a freaking. Heap. That's horror right there. Uh, oh, man. It's, you know, w- once you start thinking about it a little bit more, you're just like, damn, that's just, just so awful. That's, but yeah, that's number one with a bullet uh, for me. No, knowing a baby's coming? Just yeah. the fucking, how tense is that thought? Just uneasy. Just, ugh. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Oh. All right. Good pick. So- Great pick. Great. So, Jason and Tad, you guys want to just say your number at the same time? Or? It's, yeah, I mean, I already jinxed him, so, you know, we don't need to do that again. But, you know, I think it's pretty clear we both picked Leprechaun Returns. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Death Come House. on, her- Hereditary. Hereditary. Easy pick for number one. It's pretty I mean, funny. I was going back through, I was getting ready for shout outs, and I was going back through some tweets and stuff, and. Even during this episode, we did a copying thing, but here's here's a little meme of uh, Tad posted to me about stop copying me because we were watching the same movies <laughs> from the, those guys. I forgot what show that is. Metalocalypse, guys. Yeah. Anyway, I derailed that. Sorry. Oh, my gosh. Hereditary is easily the best movie of the year, guys. For you. <laughs> I mean... I it, went, it's I it's went hard back to argue, forth. man. Yeah, I, I would, uh, you know... No, no one's wrong on this one, man. Like everybody's top top movies are all great. Yep. There's there's none that are glaring to me that I'm like, oh, how did that end up there? I uh I I think the same thing that Dustin said is what happened to me. You saw me when I came back from the theater. You were I was up. It was it affected me. It did like, for real. And like Dustin said, I spent that night. Days following that week, I mean, I was just—it was just uneasy. That sense of dread that movie gives you is the deepest sense of dread any movie's ever given. Oh my god! And then I just—it just followed me, and and it just affected me for weeks. And you know, it wasn't a great feeling it gave me, 
but I agree. You have to respect the movie for doing that to you, you know. So, and to think that this is Ari Aster's first fucking feature film, like, wow, it just blows my mind that this kid, this fucking snot nosed kid, punk, can just do something like this right out of the gate. Um, it's just amazing, and it's uh, a lot of masterful things to it for me. Yes, in the cinematography and all, a lot of the stuff with the movie, but. Oh, fucking loved it, and I have and watched it multiple times, and it's just, it's just good every time. Every performance is stellar in that movie. Yeah, everybody is so good. So it all boils down to me now, right? All on you. So apparently, I'm a goddamn open book. So I think it was like three out of the four of you guys. Guess You're my number one. <laughs> well, but uh, just gotta say again, repeat viewing is important to me when I make the list. This is mm-hmm. a movie I'm gonna want to watch over and over and over again. You know, movies like Hereditary, great and all, but it's not one that I personally would want to revisit. Right. It doesn't make it a bad movie or anything. You know, again, this is my top ten. These are my personal tastes. It's going to sure. be movies for me that I would want to sit on, have sitting on the shelf, that I would want to watch multiple viewings of, that I would like to see more come from um, this world kind of thing. And uh, my number one is, yes, you all guessed it, it's Terrifier. <laughs> <laughs> When you guys are saying your lists last week, guess is number one, and most of you guys were like terrified. I'm like, son of a bitch. Am but I Dustin that was, predictable? But, but Dustin was like, hands yeah. down, 100% the predator. And we were like, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I, I, that one's right over my head. I totally missed that one. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> so I, spoke too, I spoke too soon when I said nobody was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, this movie it was this movie just had everything I want. I, you know, I I've secretly complained for years that like how clowns are like as a society people are scared of clowns, yeah. but yeah, I really don't feel like we've gotten a really scary clown by itself. I mean, Pennywise is cool and all, and in the remake, you definitely um, oh I said the R word, damn it. Ah. In the new one, he's <laughs> um, definitely very creepy. But so definitely a huge step in the right direction with that one. But I just never really found any clown, particular clown, in a movie terrifying enough you know? to create such a worldwide phenomenon of fear of clowns. Well, uh, no, I'm thinking like it's an untapped, untapped resource cinematically. Yes, we have dozens of clown horror movies, but I really don't think they've still, for me, tapped into whatever that fear is supposed to be. And I think that's in, in the not, just not only the look of the clown, but the performance of the clown, um, the actions of the clown. Um, and But this is my clown. This is my creepy creepy clown. This is, I think, the scariest clown ever committed to cinema. You know, I, when, a, when a clown can send shivers up my spine by just sitting there staring at a girl in a diner... I'm, you know, I'm sold. <laughs> I I will say this: you you making us watch uh, Clowntergeist uh, did disturb me, but in a completely different way. Right? Oh. <laughs> Never trust you again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I just love this movie. But, the gore is amazing. The kills are some of the coolest kills I've seen. Not just all year, but man, probably in the past twenty plus years. You know, I think you um, love it for the Jason Voorhees shark mentality of you, this guy's just going around killing people, and you don't have a reason. You know, I love that comparison of the shark to Jason, but there's something a little bit different with because, like, as much as I love Jason, and I do think Thanks, of him buddy. as a shark. I love you too. For he's oh, um, but like this character has way more personality than that. He enjoys what he's doing, and even when it's like there's moments of this movie that his actions I'm laughing at, I, yet I can be I'm creeped out at the same time. You know when he's like doing when he's doing the Silence of the Lambs walk. You know, you know he's tucked and wearing high heels and wearing wearing the woman's boobs. It's disturbing as hell, and yet I'm I'm giggling at it. I'm laughing at it. It's funny, um, and that is something I think is very difficult to do. I love the look of the film. Um, it has a very greenhouse look to it, not just in its color palette, but just that gross, dilapidated building that most of the movie yeah. takes place in. Um, my only gripe with the movie is like that scene where we first introduce what we think are our main characters, the two girls in the car, and they're hearing the radio report, or they're hearing the, the news report on the radio on how there was these murders that happened at the pizza place they were just at. They just walked to their car, turned on their car, turned on the radio. They never heard no sirens, yet all of a sudden it's already on the on the radio news that those murders happened at the restaurant. That That part I was like, what? But the rest of the movie, like, is is totally what I'm looking for in a movie. So that's my number one. Care what you say? It's a pretty good one. I I really liked it. It was on my list. Nice. Yeah, I think we all watched it. I think we all liked it. So yeah, that's that's the that's our list, man. Top ten. But we're not done with lists, oh, though. No. Oh no. Um, well, before I guess we could get into, well, uh, Dustin, Dustin has a particular list he would like to share with us. It wouldn't be Dustin on the show if he didn't have like his bottom five, but before we do that, like, um, he also, we started this annual thing that I love on our, our year end show where he reads some, uh, amazing, um, Amazon reviews. So I'll turn it over to you, Dustin. Yeah. Well, you like, like I said at the, um, the first episode, I took some reviews off of Amazon and uh, t- Rotten Tomatoes and tried to find some one-star reviews of movies that are obviously good. And four five-star reviews of movies that I think that are obviously bad. So <laughs> um, I want to I read this one. Uh, did anybody get to see Day of the Dead? Yep. Yeah. Can we agree that that was a pile of shit? Yeah, it was. I watched it and Patient Zero, and both of them ended the exact same way, with like the main character doing narration about the end of the world over top of the... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The first review I got is, well, for Day of the Dead, and it's from Brian S., and he wrote this on Rotten Tomatoes. He gave this movie a five-star rating. Holy shit. Brian S. Mm. says, 
a stunningly visual, non-Oscar-nominated visual motion picture movie enterprise starring zombies as the main bad guys. Ramiro would turn over in his grave if he ever saw this blood-soaked movie. That's very true. Simply mind-blowing this movie is. I reported that one, guys. I reported it. Uh, Good. He's got to be sounding facetious, man. <laughs> I, I don't know if that person was... Um, I don't know if English was their first language. Uh, of course, many of these that could said, so... <laughs> He's obviously using the term rolling over in his grave wrong. <laughs> yes, like, that's usually... Yeah, it is. That's what I... That, that's what excitement. I yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm rolling over in my grave with pleasure. Uh, 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 real quick oh wait we already did revenge um (laughs) the predator uh i i thought this movie was a a goofy uh roller coaster ride uh it's obviously not very good but do we all agree that it's not very good or i liked it i had a lot of fun with it i've i'm not like i don't know i the predator as a franchise it's a cool looking monster but the Predator as a franchise has never been like anywhere close to being high on my list of cool franchises. You know, yeah. they're just there, and I'll watch them, and they're cool. So I don't see why people got so butthurt about this one. It's just it's, it's, it's a Predator movie. What do you want? Right, I, <laughs> action horror. Well, yeah, you know, but I just think I think um, you know I I I love the first one. The first one is. I mean, I could watch that like once a month. Um, it's like my my Tuesdays with Arnie, um, but it's it's like Shane Black took like his character Shane Hawkins. I mean Hawkins from like the first one, and then when he wrote this one, he just made every single character in it an extension of that one. It was like let's take a let's make a buddy cop movie. And let them fight the Predator, but only let's get, like, five or six buddy cops, you know. Whereas the Hawkins character worked in the first one because that was just one character. You had, like, one guy just situated for comic relief. Whereas, like, in the Predator, it was just, like, stand-up comics versus the Predator. Yeah, it's just. I mean, I really, really want. I really, really wanted to like it more. I mean, I didn't hate it, but maybe that's because I really like the really like the Predator. Excuse me, the Predator franchise. I I don't know. I'm 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 on, I'm weirdly on the fence about it. Well, Eagle two seventy five from Amazon <laughs> gave it one star. What? It really sucks is the title. I feel like I gotta read this one in an accent. I'm sorry if I offend anybody. I will do my best. Um, where do I start? The only good things I saw in this movie and noticed who are liberal agendas being put forth all the gore that liberals love unless they see this kind of thing in real life or happens to them. But the blood squirting every time the heartbeat was great, I, that I especially <laughs> liked. 
if it's this little dumb liberal doing the bleeding, <laughs> lol. I bought the first three Predators on the 4K Blu-ray combo. I'll save money on the other movies and buy something else like a supercharger for my car. Can't beat that for speed, can we? Lol. Signed a retired career military combat vid of three wars. Lettuce spelled like lettuce, as in the lettuce you eat. Expand Space Command from the Air Force and really go looking for these turds. Who are? Oh my gosh. Holy shit. You didn't just make that up. I did not make that up. You can find it on Amazon, one star, <laughs> equal two seven five. You really I saw that and I'm like, I just Holy just, moly. He posted that on Christmas, guys. On Christmas. <laughs> Damn. Wow. Uh I'll do just one more um really quick. Oh gosh, which one would I do? Because he did. Uh, um, uh, okay, yeah, yeah just real, real quick. Uh, 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 this one's Mandy. Jerry Carter gave it one star. He said, "Please take it off my account. I did not order it. There were a few more movies that I did not order. Sorry." <laughs> <laughs> but I'll spare you the other ones because they're people gloating for movies that are obviously garbage. So. Huh. Those are hilarious. Well, this year we wanted to uh, we change things up a little bit. Um, every year before this, we've done strictly just a top ten, and then we did a bottom five. And I think this year we most of us wanted to get away from um, the negative side of things and just you know do a little more celebrating what was good with the year. And and uh, so, but what I think is cool is that we all kind of was able to make another little list of five things that we kind of could make our own list. I I mean, mine, I just did my top five favorite things about 2018. I think Dustin still kind of kept his uh, his bottom five or 20. I don't know how many he <laughs> has on there. <laughs> Disappointments, that's right. So it's even a step in the less negative direction with that. Um, I don't know if... Um, we can do that. We can go around the horn and kind of list our five things about the year. Who wants to go first? Okay, I'll do it. So, the first, my list, um, I the, my fifth favorite thing of this year. Um, <coughs> my fifth favorite thing of this year was uh, uh, Tad um, brought Andre Gower to Burlington, Iowa, and we got to watch his new uh, film, Wolfman's Got Nards. And it was a freaking amazing day. And not only was the documentary cool and meeting Andre was cool, but he got to, he uh, was on our podcast as you I can't remember which episode right now, but um, it was super cool having him come and set in and and be on our show. It was a nice we haven't had a celeb in a while, and it was super freaking awesome. And I just I wanted to thank Tad for making that happen. He worked real hard on it and. It was a hell of a fun fucking weekend, man. Well, hey, it uh, wouldn't be possible if you guys didn't start this podcast and you guys sort <laughs> of... Mo- you, you, well, you guys motivate me in general to do shit like this because behind the scenes, you know, this this kind of stuff doesn't... I, I don't... Not only do I not make money on this, I, you know, just like the rest of you, I, I probably, you know, I put more money into this, yep. the stuff I love. And... It's, you know, I don't, I don't want to get a pat on the back because if I feel like if that opportunity came to anybody, 
who's on this podcast or probably listens to this podcast, they would try to jump and, and find a way to make it happen too. You know, it just was a um, sort of freak thing that happened and it took a few emails and suddenly the ball was rolling where it started as like, hey, could we possibly screen this movie to book in a flight a few days later? You know, so yeah, I, I think uh, you guys bringing me on this podcast is re-motivated me in general for my passion film and all things surrounding it so yay oh that's sweet um my number four uh favorite thing that happened 2018 i'm sure is on most of y'all's lists but joe bob coming back how fucking yeah. awesome is this world that we live mm-hmm. in <laughs> it's just so great I, you, you never thought it happened and and it turns out breaking the internet is a good thing, and it got the right people's attention. And thank, thank you, Shutter, for making this happen. And and um, so freaking cool. And I was also when I was going through looking at some old tweets, I had there were some people that were um, that tweeted at us this last uh, the Christmas uh, show that he did. He mentioned Cadaver Christmas on his freaking show. That was directed by Joe Zerrell, who was one of the original podcasters on Attack of the Killer podcast. So, I, I, I mean, I, I just how how cool is that, right? Getting the the Joe Bob talked about Cadaver Christmas on his show. So awesome. What context was that? Just was because it's near Christmas time, or yeah, I I haven't gone through them yet because um, I wasn't able to watch live. It was the first one I didn't get to watch live, but. Um, I I just know that I think he just did anyone else Tad did you get to see or hear that do you have what which one um, Joe Bob um, was talking about or mentioning a cadaver Christmas oh yeah yeah everything that aired for Joe Bob so far on Shutter I've watched front to back so yeah I just I hadn't seen it Dustin asked what context he mentioned a cadaver Christmas in and um I'm trying to remember I th- oh he was listing. Christmas sort of, movies. And- yeah, well, he he sort of actually made a controversial uh, comment that there really aren't any good Christmas horror movies. Whoa. Yeah, and then but it was done in Joe Bob Man. fashion. Yeah, and it's people are sort of like, I think, taking it a little bit wrong. Where he was more like joking. Uh-huh. He wasn't saying that, he he wasn't saying that was a bad one. I, he, I, the way I just put it in the context was like he said there was no good ones, and here's a list of bad ones. No, he said sort of uh that there's not a whole lot of great quality stuff but here's some stuff worth watching sort of thing and uh i think people sort of were expecting him because it was a christmas marathon you know on christmas on the weekend before christmas that he was going to play something christmas related Mm -hmm. and when it came down to phantasm people were sort of butthurt about it and i i was actually very surprised by how many people hadn't seen the phantasm movies or didn't like them i'm like are you kidding i always assumed the series was beloved by all horror fans and right, well know right yeah, this guy this guy especially man yeah like oh. I, when he announced i was like oh hell yeah like i fucking love the phantasm movies and then i got online and out of the three specials he's done this is by far the most polarizing to people it seems hmm. like huh i assume ravager could do that to you but at the, same, <laughs> at the same time, I'm like, he could be the only reason to make me watch that movie again. So, 
And I thought his uh, way to skip his reasoning and, and way to sort of beat around the bush on why they were skipping part two, which is clearly that Shudder couldn't get the rights to it. Yeah. He argued, you know, that he, he would never play the movie because they ruined like a, a perfectly good CUDA in it. You know, he, he, <laughs> he couldn't stand the car, watching the car get yeah. destroyed. So he was skipping right over it. And I love that. Like, <laughs> nice. Staying in character, you know what I mean? Yep. Um, my number three favorite thing that happened in 2018 um, was Halloween of Palooza for lots of reasons. Um, most of you guys got to come and be there, and that was super yeah, great. Yep. Um, it's another, you know, it's it's just a little Halloween party that Mike and I started nine years ago, and, and now it's turned into a, a fun, fun weekend um, where we get to just, all of our friends get to hang out and talk about movies and do movie, horror movie related stuff, and it's also become really cool to us. Um, we've gotten really more and more and more focused on the film festival part of it. So you think I watched 77 films just for this episode. Like, there's 90-some films I had to watch for that this year, too. And it, it even if you hear me complain about its dauntingness, it's still one of the best parts of the year. And I know you do go through it, too, Ted. It's like, it's a lot, but... Getting to see new art is fucking what it's all about, and um, yep. there, Mike. Mike mentioned somewhere on his list. I can't remember. I thought that he had his. Everyone has their scariest scene of the year. Maybe it was you're talking about um, terrified, but but for me, I just wanted it, talking about Halloween and Palooza was a chance to talk about what I thought the scariest film of 2018 was. And why it's not on my list is because it's not a film that's got a release. It's not a film that ever that has a budget. It's just a film that came through as a submission at Halloween of Palooza, and it's called The Fear Footage. And it's just a, believe it or not, it's a found footage kind of movie. Also something you don't think um, would be that good, but um, I will champion this movie until it comes out. I'll find ways to get everyone here... <laughs> That wants to see it, see it, but it hasn't come out yet. They have a Facebook page, but I shit you not, man. It, hands down, was the scariest fucking thing I've seen in years. Like, takes me, just for 90 fucking minutes. And just reduced me to a puddle of tears slash pee slash all the things that made me love watching scary movies in the first place um, as a kid. You know, it's just getting scared you know like i think like dustin said too like you know i, I love going to haunted houses because i love to let myself be scared i love watching these movies because it's fun to be scared and when i saw this movie the fear footage oh my god it scared the holy fucking shit out of me man it was awesome so <laughs> i just wanted a chance to talk about that and i'll try to keep talking about it and as soon as you know when it comes out i can share it all again it's it's not even that I mean, I know they those guys kind of listen to the show, maybe, but it's not that it's technically a good movie. It's just a, a very, very, very low-budget movie, and but yet they just do some really cool stuff. Okay, my number two! My number... It's supposed to go faster than this, maybe. My number two um, favorite thing that happened in 2018 is this podcast. That's what I wrote down. Um, I know we've talked about it a little, like, this episode, these two episodes, getting to to watch all these uh, 2018 horror movies 
having the excuse, you know, the, the having some motivation to watch these movies. Um, it's so great having that because I, at the end of every year, I always find myself thinking, God damn, there's a lot of good, the state of horror is fine. You know, like I think it's only getting better. That's just my opinion. I'm a glass half full kind of guy, but, um, I just, I love, I love that getting to do this episode gets us to watch all these films and I, and getting to share it with you guys is so great. Um, I just, I love the, I love this show more and more every time I get to record and, and I'm grateful to, to have you guys as my friends, I guess is what I'm saying. Aw. Yeah. And then lastly, to get even gushier, <laughs> Uh, my number one favorite thing about 2018 is, with all that, like I've got, I've gotten a girlfriend recently and she's pretty cool, and I, I and she likes horror movies, and that's really awesome. And I even could joke that she's probably seen more than me because she she doesn't suffer from the problem that I and plenty of people have is like clicking. The, the button to start watching a movie, I don't know, it's really hard for me. Like, she can just be like, oh, that? Okay, click. And she'll watch it. And I'm, I have to sit there and, like, get out the scale. And you're like, oh, well, which, what about this one? What about this one? What about this? What's the reviews? What are people saying? What are, how much time? Blah, blah, blah. And she, um, she doesn't have that. And I am envious of it. And, and I love her for that. And I love that I get to have someone like a girlfriend. She is a girlfriend. She's not like a girlfriend. But she, I, I'm just lucky to have someone close to me that we get to watch these movies together and makes it just so much more special. And Yep, that's, uh, yep, I love that. And those are, my, those are my top five favorite things of 2018. Who wants to, who wants to go next? I have a few things. Cool. I was surprised you didn't mention Panic Fest. Well, you know, it's on there, but... that Well, I think it's it was it's, a highlight yeah. for me because it was sort of my first, like, away trip with you two, and, you know, we didn't we didn't kill each other. That was fun. <laughs> oh, we yeah. All stayed in the, we all stayed in the same room without murdering each other. We got along great for a whole weekend without anything other than the poor Jimmy John's boy who got, <laughs> you know, almost Near assaulted murdered. Mike. Yep. Fuck that yeah. guy. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it was just cool to be part of, you know, to to sort of travel that far away and still see that there's there's a great community there too. It's almost inspiring because they have the whole Kansas City Horror Club and yep. all those guys are like a big family. It's fantastic. You know, it, it sort of makes me envious that we all don't live a little bit closer so we could have yep. you know more more interaction. But another thing was just seeing all of you guys at different things like you know i saw andy at halloween palooza dustin came yep. to several movies at the capitol uh you know jason and mike i saw several times at several different events it's just it's it's just great to sort of have you know even though we do live far apart we still do manage to get together and share in our love for for horror so that that's another one on top of my list it's just cool you know to to get together with you guys for whatever reason any reason that we can mm-hmm. and uh Amen. yeah another thing that was my highlight that's sort of going to be a highlight every year as long as i can afford to go is halloween horror nights yeah, uh, yeah. 
just so damn cool. Some year I'm going to get everybody, all of you guys hooked and, and convinced to go. <laughs> and then you're going to be going every year. But uh, they, they announced the dates for this year already. Oh, they're, shit. They're, they're starting like really early. They're starting September 6th this year. It's the earliest and longest they've ever gone. goes almost two full months. goes September 6th to like November 2nd. So. Wow. So that's exciting. Another great year this year and hope or last year and hoping this year is another fantastic year. So those are my things uh, that Jason didn't already list. You know, Shutter <laughs> in general. Shutter in general is fantastic. You know, Joe Bob back everything about Shutter is has sort of motivated me to watch stuff I nece- wouldn't necessarily watch. Some cool exclusives, stuff like that. Um, collectibles always high on my list. You know, thanks thanks to uh, NECA for making a shit ton of awesome stuff this year, as always. <laughs> Heck yeah. And, you know, oh, and just the resurgence of Halloween. Because the new movie came out, we've seen an abundance of uh, merch for old and new Halloween. Which, you know, even if the movie would have stunk, we, we got a ton of awesome shit from it. So, thanks to uh, Blumhouse for bringing it back. Awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Who's next? I'll go. Um, oh, what am I thankful for? <laughs> um, wow. Uh, well, I guess I'm, I'm very thankful for you guys um, having enough faith in me and inviting me onto the podcast, for starters, uh, that you guys uh, value my opinion and, you know, that you like me enough to have me on. Uh, I get to talk to you guys like every, every two weeks when normally I, you know, it might be a year or two before I get to, you know, see you, you know, so I think that's great. And, um, going, going to Halloween Palooza was, was, was great. Um, I, I, I had a blast at Crypticon. Crypticon was, was, was great. Uh, you know, uh, you guys have heard me say it, but you know, um, having somebody like Meg Foster, you know, give me two uh, publicity stills that were her own from from They Live. I just I thought that was incredible. Um, I think listening to you talk about your Meg Foster experience was better than what my Meg Foster experience could have even been. <laughs> it was so much fun listening to you talk about. It. Oh man, it was it was it it was it was something really really special to me. And and Danielle was there, and she caught the picture of her just you know reaching across the table and grabbing me by the shoulders, you know, because I I shouldered my uh, it it was just a DVD insert, but it was it was autographed by uh, Roddy Piper. And um, I said, it's, I said, I know it's just a DVD insert, but, and she finished my sentence for it, but she goes, but it means so much to you. And, uh, but yeah, she, she made that day more special than I could have even imagined. Um, another thing that I think is, is awesome. Uh, I've, you know, I have, uh, two great filmmakers that are willing to read my work. Um, <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, <laughs> um, uh, you are, you are reading. Okay, yes. cool. Uh, I, I hope you, I hope you like what you're reading. Uh, there's, 
uh, my goodness, I got, I got, I got a lot to be thankful for this year. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thankful uh, that you finally got engaged, man. I, I was working up to that. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm thankful for that. Uh, you know, I've I've known you two exactly the same amount of time, so it's it's great to see. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I have a I'm I'm getting, gonna get married in May to the the person that I I totally belong with because. Uh, well, for one, she hasn't smothered me in in my sleep. I can I can be uh, <laughs> not not dif- not not really difficult to be around, but I'm just like I'm I'm a bit of a shit. But she tolerates what? my morbid sense of glee. So, um, but we we both love movies and uh, just just movies in general. I'm I'm a little bit more on the the horror and drama and, and sci fi side. She's 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 more uh, into comics. Comedy and stuff like that, but yeah, um, I'm finally I'm finally tying the knot, and uh, yeah, I I got everything to be thankful for this year. So, but um, I'm very upset with Death House. But that's about <laughs> right? It. That's about it. What happened? <laughs> it was supposed to be so good. I know, had so much potential, and just took a shit right in my lap. Cool. Who else? Yeah, Dustin and you, Mike. Oh, okay, Dustin. Oh gosh, everybody's been talking all about how <laughs> thankful they are. I'm getting all misty eyed over here, uh, and now I'm just going to shit all over it because let's <laughs> talk about disappointing movies. Um, I'll just do this really quick. Uh, I, I, like I said, these are 2018 disappointments. Um, <clears throat> I guess the first one was the Cloverfield Paradox. Uh, this movie, um, real quick, uh, was presented to me in a way like no other. I was watching the Super Bowl, <laughs> and they were like, The Cloverfield Paradox. I'm like, oh, cool, this movie. I, got, I, I really want to see this. I like where all these are going. I liked Cloverfield Lane and, and stuff uh-huh. like that. They're like, And then they're like showing the movie. I'm like, oh, that looks pretty cool. They're like, watch it tonight after the game. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this happens? <laughs> like, this, this is the world we live in now? Like, they can show us a trailer for the first time? Like, guess what? You can watch it now. And so, like, I've never experienced something like that before, but then that hype was so high that it just basically just went down to the floor because the movie wasn't very good. Like, at all. And I had a lot, a lot of trouble with it. We don't have to go into details, but that was definitely a disappointment. Day of the Dead Bloodline was a disappointment. I Already talked about Hellraiser Judgment. Oh, yeah. Uh, I did already talk about The Nun. The Open House on Netflix is just... uh, Didn't like it? Oh. Like, I just... (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Like, this movie... I watched it. uh, Yeah, no. uh, I like that dude. Yeah. That's the guy from... uh, Don't Talk. Oh, yeah. He's in... uh, Don't Breathe. Don't Breathe. Don't Breathe. Yeah. Yeah. I went to Goosebumps, uh, damn it. <laughs> uh, I just thought it was terrible. Uh, I it thought uh, I was pumped for Slice. Um, yeah. Because I like uh, Tyler, the creator. I think that's who. No, not Tyler, the creator. Um, Chance the Rapper. Chance the Rapper, yes. Chance the Rapper was in it. Uh, I thought he was funny on SNL with doing, you know, like his the parts that he was on. I'm like, oh, this will be good. And he was not good. And the movie is weird and just like disjointed and. 
Yeah, it's I funny, but it's really not. And uh, I had a lot of trouble with slice. Like, like, how can you have any stakes in the movie where if you die, you come back as a ghost and just exist in the society as if you never died in the first place? Right. And I like, think it where, to where, play where are the stakes comedy. in this movie? But it wasn't funny. Yeah. So yeah, it wasn't I, funny. They, they just didn't. They didn't. They didn't do a very good job of that. Not and even then, Paul uh, Shear could save that movie. And I love Paul <laughs> Shear. <laughs> He's hilarious. Uh, and then finally, uh, Truth or Dare. I just thought yeah. it was terrible. Oh, okay, we disagree <laughs> on that one. Uh, obviously, yes. I, I think just, I'm the only one that disagrees. That <laughs> guys, I liked get into it. it. I'm probably That's the only one that disagrees that. Uh, Terrifier, man, that would be on my disappointment list. <laughs> Whatever. <sighs> Number one with a bullet. Okay, so that leaves me, right? Right. Okay, so what I'm thankful for, I've got seven. I knew it. Well, I could kind of combine a couple and kind of how Tad did as well. First of all, I'll start off by saying, Adding this as a part of the show, the list of what we're thankful for, is I'm thankful for, because it got me to think back of the good things that happened in 2018, when it's so easy to focus on the shit that happened in 2018. So there was a lot of good stuff, and that, that feels, that, that warms my heart a little bit, of knowing that um, there was a lot of things that I would, that about 2018 that I'm not happy about, so. So yay, so thanks to whoever came up with the idea of doing this for the thing. Um, the PFPN, hey. I'm thankful for it because um, I just remember when we started in this world of podcasting, we were on another network, Yep. and we formed bonds with, with other podcasters by, by uh, being on that network, some of which is tr- now transformed into the PFPN. We're bringing some of those podcasting friends over to the pfpn so it's cool to also kind of maybe rekindle a little bit of that uh-huh. of that friendship you know um with like being separated from them for a while um but then creating new friendships and it's been cool i've got to guest on a couple other shows now so getting to know like you know, getting and and getting to know the people from my bloody ears for example my they bleeding were, ears my bleeding uh-huh. my bleeding ears i think uh-huh. i say it wrong every time don't i uh-huh. um yeah and had larry on the show it was awesome yeah ha- having him on the show having them you were great on his show and- yeah getting to be on their show so getting to know them you know and that's what's great about doing doing but just doing things yep it's what great about doing things saying yes you know, we've create. We were like, "Hey, why don't we just start our own network?" We created this things. We created this thing, and um, are, and are gaining new friends out of it. And it's like this podcast. This podcast, we bring in new people all the time, and every time, it's like I now have lifelong friends based on mm-hmm. on the crew of, of this show. So the PFPN is definitely something I'm thankful for. But all the great events that I that I got to go to this past year. Uh, obviously, Halloween Palooza because that's my event. Um, Crypticon was definitely a lot of fun. Always a lot of fun. Uh, the two that definitely stood out for me was Panic Fest. Um, getting to see three of probably my favorite movies of the year: Low Life, Victor Crowley, Mayhem. Getting to meet Joe Lynch and Adam Green. Getting to talk oh. with them about oh, movies. Man. What a highlight! Yeah, dude. Yeah, getting to have a vendor table there, and and like Tad said, getting to be with 
my Kansas City family. Yep. You know, I feel like a lot of those guys have really embraced us because we've been going to uh-huh. things like Crypticon and Panic Fest and, and freaking Slaughter Slaughterhouse movie nights and all these things. We've seen the same people at all these events because of that community that's down there. And we've gotten to be good friends with a lot of them. And so half of, the, half of it anymore of going to these things in Kansas City is just so I can get to see those guys. Yep. So, so Panic Fest was, was, very, was very awesome. Wolfman Nards is another one that uh, really stands out of the events. Getting to do the Killer Podcast live with Andrew Gower um, and then seeing uh, Monster Squad on the big screen. Getting something that I've been wanting to do for a long time, getting to do that riff tracks of those trailers. Uh-huh. That was so much fun because I've been wanting to do a live riff track thing forever. And it wasn't even me that suggested it this time, so that was even better. <laughs> Let's do more of that. So, yeah, we need to do more of that. So, um, you know, and you know, not to mention the film festivals that, you know, Snake Alley, um, Cedar yep. Rapids Independent Film Festival. Um so, like, yeah, so all the different events. Um, Joe Bob Briggs being back on Shutter is definitely a highlight. And it's interesting, too, that kind of ties back into Crypticon, because we were at Crypticon the weekend he did the first uh, the first thing on Shutter yeah. that destroyed the internet. So, um, well, not destroyed the internet, destroyed their servers at least. Uh, but I just remember sitting in the hotel getting up before all you lazy asses at six in the morning, <laughs> turning on, going straight to. Uh, to shudder and 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 uh watching uh half of basket case until it froze and whatnot so um so yeah having joe bob back is awesome and i just feel like it's going to lead to even cooler things um i mentioned it on the um, bonus episode but the but silent night deadly night 2 really uh um i'm grateful for that because i got to um, edit a lot of the bonus features for that release, which has been leading to other editing jobs, which has been awesome and great. Yeah, congrats, man, because I know how much it amen. means to you, and uh, you know, love being on. You you get to be part of Scream Factory, and uh, and you get to be in and part of that, and I just know how happy that makes you. So yeah, it's awesome on so many levels because Scream Factory is a lab- a label that I love. And editing, I love editing, and any time to, you know, get to create is always awesome. And if it's something like editing, which is probably my favorite part of the filmmaking process anyway, so yeah, it's just been amazing. And thank you, because um, I've yeah, I've been loving every second of it. And then the last thing I'll mention is uh, the Weird Al concert, <laughs> self-indulgent tour, which I saw Tad at. Dad was there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was really cool, too, because it was, like, my son's first concert. So. Oh, okay. cool. Yeah. That's cool. So that's my favorite things of the 2018. Of the 2018? The 2018. All right. So we've covered a lot of stuff. But we're still not done. We have we don't have um, a full bun- uh, the full segments tonight, but we've definitely got some shout outs. So let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll do some shout outs on Attack of Killer Podcast. Be right back. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal 
providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. And we're right back, and it's shout-outs time. Everybody's favorite part of Attack the Killer podcast. Shout-outs! It's time for... Shout-outs! That's right, everybody's favorite. So on Facebook and everywhere, we just asked what your favorite horror films of 2018 were, and we got some fun answers. <coughs> on our Facebook page, we got Brian McNail says, Cam, Hereditary, Upgrade. But The Cleanse is probably the best I saw all year. Oh, man. The Cleanse, that's one we should have talked about in... Uh, what we watched, because that movie was great, and I was so excited for you to see it, Mike, and then you got that look on your face. <laughs> I loved it. I don't know. I think... Uh, what? The I plans. love the little creatures. I love the idea of it and how it's not explained, you know, how, you know, they take this liquid to cleanse their bodies, and they basically poop out these little monster things. Um, that all is great. I just think it loses it big time in the third act it becomes a snooze when things should ramp up it ramps way down in the third act and also i go in with very misconception of thinking it's going to be a horror film and it never leads to anything horrific oh what do you think ted you're the one who told us about it um i i'd agree about the third act i sort of lost interest there it it sort of built up to nothing it was it was i don't know i liked it i didn't love it obviously it didn't make it in my uh, list or my honorable mentions but i enjoyed it cool well brian mcnail loves it that's on hulu i think and that's great you know because it is <coughs> it's an out there movie it's different it's way yeah. different and so it's cool that you know people latching on to uh that kind of cinema yep up next, we got Greg Morgan, Greg Amortis. Greg Amortis, talking about Podcast Brothers. That's right. He says, working on mine, we'll probably not have it in time for you, but we'll throw out Summer of 84 and Satan Slaves for you. I should have done it in his accent that he does. Um, Satan Slaves, somebody had that on their list, didn't they? Well, we talked about it. I had it on my honorable mentions. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. The Domestics was really good as well. These may or may not make my top ten, but definitely worth the watch. I don't know about the domestics. Nick Leadham says, The only one I can think of off the top of my head is Mandy. Mandy! It was alright. Yeah. Nick Cage was great, but it felt like a self-indulgent black metal music video that I'd enjoy more if I were high. Music was good, though. <laughs> he's not Fair really enough. wrong. I mean, he's, yeah, he's not in there. Wrong. He's in there. <laughs> <laughs> Nate Miller says Suspiria or Hereditary Suspiria. Too close to call Hereditary <coughs> um, yes. Whenever you do that you remind me of those Old Sizzler commercials Sizzler <laughs> Oh gosh <laughs> Look up the original Suspiria trailer It's awesome It's in the, yeah. 
Then we got this guy, Brian Clark. You remember hey! Brian Clark? Hey, buddy, we miss you. We miss you so much. I know. Um, he says his number one spot. Oh, so we got his number one right off the bat. I'm so excited. He says my number one spot is a tie between Annihilation and The Endless. I told you The Endless was good. You should have. I thought that would make it to your list, Jason. Uh it was. It was right there in the top thirteen. It really was okay. there for a while. It made my top 20. It didn't just... I loved it. And he says, The Ritual is a close second. I knew The Ritual would be up there yeah, for Yeah, I him. knew it was yeah. definitely high on his list. He was talking about it since it came out. Yeah. And he's not wrong. All good picks. He says, As for the rest, I'm sure I'm forgetting some, and your lists have given me some more to seek out. Good. That's kind of cool. half the reason we yeah. talk about it. He says, The Bad Man... Mandy, Overlord, The Meg, Summer of 84, Clover Paradox, You Might Be the Killer, and Halloween. I do wish they left out the new Loomis subplot out of Halloween. Not because it was a bad idea, but because it was such a good one that it deserves to be in its own movie. And leaving it totally unexplored and dragging down the pacing of what was otherwise a very well done movie is a criminal waste. And I kind of think I'm on that page. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, At first I'm like, like, ugh. But then I'm like, damn, that is an interesting story point. Yeah. The new Loomis. Yeah. That could be an actual... Yeah, he's not wrong. It could be a movie in and of itself. Good point, Brian. Hey, Brian, check out um, A Quiet Place. I recommend it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I hear that's good. I hear that's good. (laughs) And then Tim Lenner, Tim Lennerer, the Fiasco Brothers, he says, the single best best shot in horror film in 2018 is the empty yard when Michael Myers looks down from the second floor of Laurie Strode's house. Mm. That's what got him. Cool. That's cool that, I don't know, I don't think of Tim as like a modern horror movie watching guy. No offense, Tim. Just based on the stuff they talk about on their show. show is always older stuff, and so that's cool. All right, over on the Facebook group, group edition, because you know we have a Facebook group. Um, We have a couple top tens here. Uh, Andrew Moeller says... I'll read them from 10 to 1. 10, Mom and Dad. 9, The Meg. 8, Annihilation. 7, Unsane. 6, Puppet Master, The Littlest Reich. 5, Terrifier. 4, Hereditary. 3, Overlord. 2, Halloween. 1, A Quiet Place. Woo! It's a good list. That's a good there you list, go. Andrew. Mom and Dad made it on there. Damn straight it did. I didn't know they let movies without endings on these kind of lists, but that's cool. Oh, do we need to go back to 824? No. Okay. Up next, we got John George. He put a top ten. He put number ten, Slice. Nine, Halloween. Eight, A Quiet Place. Seven, Suspiria. Suspiria. Number (laughs) six, Ghost Stories. Five, one that I tried like hard hell to find. I couldn't. Oh, yes. Anna and the Apocalypse. Damn it. Four, Annihilation. Three, Mandy. Two, Hereditary. One, Upgrade. Fucking right. I want to go watch that. Upgrade so goddamn good. Then a couple episodes ago, we had our Tad's pal, Camila Adams. Uh, She uh, she popped in and picked a couple. She said, Strangers, Pray at Night, and Bad Samaritan. I saw that 
uh, it's on Amazon. I just never clicked on it. Yeah, I don't, yeah. And then over on Twitter, I know there's one. As soon as I find it. Oh, Clubber Bam at Clubber Bam. Says, yeah, it is all caps. The Bam part. Um, he says, the great double H of this year, Hereditary and Halloween. Plus, the first Purge, honorable mention, Day of the Dead Bloodline. <laughs> huh. That took a turn. That took a turn there. <laughs> you, you had credibility with the like group it. until... Oh. Well, thanks, Clubber Bam, for replying on the Twitters. Thank you. We appreciate it. And don't forget, everyone, you can leave comments anytime for us, anywhere you can find us. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anywhere. Let's go to the voicemails. Or, if we had voicemails, oh. um, you could also leave those. You just give us a call. It just goes to an answer machine, and then you leave us your comment, and then we'll I can put that audio on the show. It's awesome. Anything. Just leave anything. No, I wouldn't say anything. Oh, but I'm saying anything. Anyway, the phone number to call is 415-952-6857 or 415-95-AOTKP. I double dog dare don't, you. Just, but do, but don't. Anyway, that's shout-outs. What a year. Woo! I'm, 2018! I, Andy's calling him right gonna, now. I'm going to call in, and I'm going to leave this message. Suspiria! Yeah! It was that, or I was hoping you was going to do... I was uh, hoping to do some Vincent Price. Vincent Price, yeah. though. Yeah, I know. That's what I was... <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. Let's see. Uh-oh. How crazy mm. is it that you and Brian cooked the same fucking dish? That blew my I, mind, right? Yeah, that, that blew me. How insane! We will, we will be, be preparing a simple dish <laughs> called stuffed peppers with beef and parsley and all other kinds of shit. <laughs> How is that not? That is amazing. That's awesome. It's definitely better than Bill Hader, and yeah. I love Bill Hader. <laughs> Yeah. New Patreon <laughs> tier. <laughs> Could happen. All right. Well, that's it for 2018. Oh, my Should gosh. All acquaintance be yeah. forgot. We're well into January now. But yeah. oh. You don't know the words anyway. No. What a year. Yeah. Now we can watch non-horror movies for a minute. <laughs> I already did. <laughs> I already couldn't started. take yeah, it I anymore. Started. Yeah, me too. I couldn't take it anymore, and I watched yeah. that new one from the director, Greasy Strangler, the other night. Oh, yeah. I'm already blanking on the Beverly name. Beverly Loughlin. Yeah. How it's was it? freaking awesome. I can send it to you. Like, like everybody's oh. telling me, everybody's telling me, no, no, hold on. It's not like the Greasy Strangler. It's not like the Greasy That's Strangler. And it's a lot like Greasy <laughs> It's just oh, as socially every character is just as socially awkward as the Greasy Strangler. Awesome, and you got bigger name actors in it this time too. What What's cool is the guy who plays Brandon from the Greasy Strangler is in it. Oh no! Yeah, and he, oh my god, he's like got this like curly mullet, but it's balding on top, and this freaking sweet ass handlebar mustache. This movie rocks. Bullshit it's, artist. Bullshit it's, artist. That's right, and it has some of those moments too, where it's just like. <laughs> 
hangs too long. Hangs and, too long on a joke, uh, and they just, just keeps going. That's and awesome. It, I, I should have known that'd have been your first one. That <laughs> like the second you've been waiting. I, th- I think I even after that night, after we finished recording the first half of the 2018 episode, I'm like, I'm done. Click click click. Yeah, here we well, go. That's what I want now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Anyway, so yeah. So that's it. Now we got to figure out something else to talk about. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, Dustin, for being on. We yes. miss you. Anytime. All right. Well, we'll talk All to right. you next episode then. Cool. Okay. Next week. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's been awesome having you on, buddy. I miss talking with you. So. Um, it's been. Thanks for having me. No problem. You're welcome anytime. So thanks for listening. Thanks out there for the Patreon supporters much appreciated so much and we will talk to you again on the next full episode of attack of the killer podcast oh no could this be the end of (laughs) attack of the killer